across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Thank you, Baldy. Thank you, The Tramp. Every time I come into the studio, it's in a worse state than it was before! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm going to tell you a story that's going to show you how good people can be. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Nothing in the studio is working. Apart from that, it's fine. Yes, I'll have a cup of English breakfast tea, please. I'm into my tea. I, boy, oh boy, I am into my tea. I rediscovered tea. We used to be a tea drinking country, and now it's all lattes and frothy coffees and Americanos with milk. And I'd forgotten tea. Tea, for God's This country was based and built on tea. And admittedly, 
slaves and the exploitation of people on the Indian subcontinent. Of course, nice work, East India Tea Company. We all know the shenanigans you got up to. But put the slavery and the racial exploitation to one side. You can't be a cup of tea. I've decided. It's this show we have um, been putting off. Uh, we've been inundated with offers of uh, sponsorship for this show. And I've gone, no, don't want that. No, don't want that. And my bosses are uh, they're, they're pu- they're pulling their hair out, going, come on, Ian, please. You've got to accept. No, I don't want that. Well, today we've settled on a sponsorship deal. T. Get uh, make sure they get the, the voiceover guy to to do to get James to do some packages for us. The Ian Lee Show sponsored by T. There we go. That's it. Simple. Ian Lee brought to you with a delicious cup of tea. I will even on Fridays change my surname to T. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ian T. I will do it because I am a filthy. I'm the kind of um, I'm the kind of whore that you read about in readers' wives' letters, where at the end of the session I've had so much fun, I say, "Ah, you keep the money." That's what I am like when it comes to tea. Fridays, E and T. Hi, I'm E and T. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. English breakfast at the moment is um, floating my boat. It is delicious, isn't it? Isn't it? I had some at the weekend because I didn't fancy a coffee. I've not really fancied a coffee since I've been ill. Did I tell you I'd been ill? Tonsillitis. And I've only just learnt how to spell tonsillitis. I thought it was all eyes. It's not. It's a U at the end. Tonsillitis, not tis. I was wondering, why is there a red line underneath it every time? Then I tried tonsillitis and there was no red line. And since then, I've not really fancied a coffee, but I've been having a coffee because I am addicted to it. I am addicted to it. I am indeed addicted to it. There we go. There's a little bit of music in the background. But um, I fancied a cup of tea at the weekend, and there was some English breakfast tea. And I went, oh, I'll have some of that. And it was bloody good. Golden in colour. It's gold in colour. Golden. I'm not yet made my way to the Assams, the Greys, Lord and indeed Lady, or Earl. No, it's the English breakfast at the moment. So, tea companies, sending your teas. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. So, this weekend was a monumental weekend for, um, for this show. In as much as on Friday... Catherine and I travelled to Manchester, England, England to host the show live from John and Sarah's house. And boy, oh boy, what a nice house. It's a new build. But unlike most new builds, have you been in new builds? You've been in new I looked at new builds a few years ago. And um, I said, we're in there. And I said, there's something weird about this house. I can't put my finger on it. And then I was able to put my finger on it when um, we all sat down around the kitchen table. I went, oh, that's it. This place is tiny. They're all tiny. New builds are tiny. But what they do is they get tiny furniture so that it all looks in perspective. This is absolutely true. All looks in perspective. 
And then when we went to sit down, the four of us, at the, the, the table in the kitchen, and it looked normal, but our elbows were touching. I went, oh, no, no, no. I see what they've done. It's tiny. And it's true. New builds, they're tiny. Um, but the house that John and Sarah live in is a new build. It ain't tiny. It's mahoosive. It's absolutely mahoosive. They've got their own library in there. Unbelievable! The decadence of these people. The decadence. And they were wonderful hosts. Even though Sarah doesn't like the show, I can say that freely because it's not a secret. We discussed it openly. She hates the show. She thinks you're all... F- no, that's not the one we can use. Um, Dingbats was the one we could use. Not... It was the other one. Dingbats was the um, the one we can use. and um, But they were delightful. And we met their pets. Some of them, not all of them. Uh, I drank John's golden milk. Which, um, yeah. And um, we had a thoroughly wonderful time. It was beautiful. We packed up, we said goodbye, we went back to where we were staying. Um, and then the next day, the Saturday, we were staying, we were still in Manchester because we were recording, um, some episodes of The Rabbit Hole. Thank you to everybody who came. And I know that some of you were lucky, stroke unlucky enough to speak to John, who ran the three minute theatre venue, and he showed you what he showed me in Catherine. Jimmy Savile's totem poles. That's right. We saw actual Jimmy Savile's actual totem poles. It's a true story. And I know that some of you who came were lucky enough to be treated to uh, to that viewing as well. Wonderful venue. The Three Minute Theatre um, in Manchester. Absolutely. The bloke who runs it, John, is absolutely nuts. But in the best possible way he was we spent 15 minutes and i said john it's so good to be working with someone who knows what they're doing we spent 15 minutes trying to work out why my machine my little digital recorder wasn't recording what was coming out of the mixing desk and we he said your lead is knackered i said i don't think it is john he said your lead is knackered let me get my lead so he went and got his lead and it didn't work. He said, my lead is knackered. I said, John, are you sure? 15 minutes later, I went, oh, I forgot to flick this switch. You absolute pudding. But it was wonderful. Tiny theatre. About 55 of you rocked up. God bless you. A random wandered in off the street, apparently, because he wanted to see some comedy. I don't know if he was satisfied. And me and Kath sat on a sofa on a stage for two hours and talked about nothing. Well, I say we talked about nothing. I showed off my fidget spinner. That's right, guys. I've got a fidget spinner. I've got a fidget spinner. And um, I've, I think it's in my um, it's in my jacket. I'll get my jacket later on so I can spin while I fidget. They're deliciously Moorish, aren't they? Ian Lee, sponsored by Fidget Spinners and Tea. Fantastic. So we did the show... And I still was feeling a little bit dicky, but, 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 this isn't, is this English breakfast he's made? You sure? Tastes like builders to me. Um, so we did the show and it was, I, I think it was fun. Do you think it, did you think it was fun? Lots of you watched about three and a half thousand watched it on Periscope. Um, you also watched the bloke called Dom having a wee. DVD extras, you see. 
And, um, no, there's no Periscope, no YouTube tonight. We might do it tomorrow. I'm still feeling a bit dicky. I can only focus on one thing at a time. So apologies for that. Um, we did the show. Two hours of, of just rambling nonsense. Some of it was a little bit blue. We'll cut some bits of it out for being a little bit inappropriate. I didn't know the lab was 11. I didn't know he was 11. I thought he was 14. Um, so we'll cut some of those bits out. But it was, we've got four strong shows there. Some nice Vox Pops we went out and did on the streets of Manchester. Funny. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves. We, we stuck around afterwards, although I had to sit down because I was absolutely knackered. And we said hello to people and our pictures taken and we met, um, her name was, is it Elaine who was on Britain's Got Talent? We met Elaine, I think that was her name, who used to phone me on Absolute. Apparently, I couldn't remember, I'd forgotten. She left her phone behind. It was all fun. And then Catherine and I said our goodbyes and we went off. The night before, we'd gone and had um, uh, pie and chips with gravy. You should, you should have seen Catherine's face when she realised we could, we couldn't we got lost and we couldn't find we we're going to go to Chinatown and get a Chinese and we 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 couldn't find it and then I said oh should we just get a bag of chips because she went yeah yeah and then she went in and she saw it was proper traditional northern chips with pie with meat and potato pie and thick gravy that didn't look like gravy it looked like bovril poured over it beautiful so we had that. Saturday night again we were trying to get to Chinatown to get a Chinese. And, um, we couldn't get there because the traffic was nuts, man. The traffic was nuts. So, we drove to where we were staying and we, um, ordered, we ordered a Chinese takeaway. And we sat in, in my hotel room, thanks guys, and we had a Chinese takeaway. So I had it all left over the next day. Beautiful, thanks. And then um, Catherine went her way, I went my way, watched a bit of television, watched a little bit of, um, well, we didn't know, we watched um, the, the, the Release the Hounds the day before. I don't know what we watched. I don't know what we watched. Don't know what we watched. Went to bed. Beautiful. Beautiful. Got up the next day. Well, we had a late checkout. Beautiful. Left about half past one. And we went to where Catherine had parked her car. And as we got to the car, there was a strange vibe around the car. And before she saw it, Catherine went, something's happened here. And lo and behold, something had happened. Somebody, some, some chancer, some ne'er-do-well, some little scroat, had smashed in the rear window. Smashed in the rear window. Lifted up the shelf, because nothing was on display. And had stolen something. Now... Here's the thing. We know, we know, we know. We were stupid for leaving anything in the boot of the car. We know. That was my call. Catherine said, we should really take this equipment and put it in the hotel. I went, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. I was feeling poorly. I just wanted to... I said, it'll be fine. It would have meant two journeys. Go up there, we'll start, come back. And I went, honestly, it'll be fine. No one can see anything. It'll be fine. Schoolboy error, you muppet schoolboy error we'd left and i need to just pause the music for a second we'd left everything in there we'd left my little digital recorder worth several hundred pounds we'd left a box of uh, headphones more importantly we'd left a steel flight case containing containing guys yeah the comrex what's a comrex i'll tell you what a comrex is comrex is tiny little 
portable studio that whenever you hear a broadcast done from outside of this studio, it'll be done on a Comrex. It's what we're going to use in America. It's what we use when we went to the Haunted Pub. It's what we used when we went to Sarah Sophie's house. It's what we used to broadcast the show last Friday. The music can come back in now. 03444991000. To buy one, to buy one would probably cost you, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hazard a guest. 10 grand. It's about 10 grand's worth of equipment. And me being a Muppet, I left it in the back of the car. Windows smashed in. Shelf lifted up. Suitcase, flight case, with 10 grand's worth of equipment in. Gone. Oh, flipping heck. So, Catherine phoned the police. I phoned up my boss to say, Denny, I am sorry. You know that 10 grand bit of equipment you let us borrow? Well, (laughs) a funny thing happened to it. He was brilliant about it. Absolutely brilliant. He didn't even give me the, you shouldn't have left it in the boot of the car, you muppet. Which he would have been well within his rights to do. He went, Ian, I'll get it sorted. Insurance, it'll be fine. You're all right, good, fine. That's because my boss is a decent bloke. Decent, decent bloke. I was mortified and incredibly apologetic. So, but then I got thinking, I thought, right, the, the thing is, right, it's going to be some chance, they couldn't see what was in there. Saw a big silver flight case and probably thought, ooh, f- movie cameras, photographic equipment, something expensive and important in this big silver case. And then they would have got around the corner, opened it and gone, what the, f- what, what is this? It looks weird, right? It looks weird and it looks kind of useless unless you're a radio geek it looks kind uh useless so i said to kath right you keep phoning up the police and the insurance and you sort all that side out i'm gonna go for a little walk around because i just had a feeling that they would have chucked it they'd have seen it was useless and chucked it over a wall and there was a building site nearby so i went and i kind of looked at the building site and i climbed up i was looking over the fence and i walked all the way around the building site and then i saw an underpass and i thought well i'll go and look in the bushes in the underpass and i was having a little look in there and then i came back to kath about 40 minutes later and i said i'm just gonna go over that side and so I went off and I walked, I was looking at all the bins. There's loads of big sort of um, commercial bins, biffa bins, they used to call them in my day. And I was looking in the biffa bins thinking, well, maybe they just chucked it in there when they, and I was looking over fences and standing on things and looking in, there was a bit of uh, a, a canal and I was looking in there and I was looking in there and I couldn't find it. Meanwhile, 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 the whole time I'm doing this, I'm tweeting, I'm tweeting stuff and I'm thinking, well, maybe Twitter will come to the rescue. So I tweeted, ah, oh, we've been robbed little sh1ts oh this is a nightmare oh and then i started tweeting pictures of what had been stolen the comrex and uh, so many of you replied i'm really sad that's been stolen what the hell is it and that's the point what the hell is it and i was tweeting people and i was saying look if anybody has seen this has found this it is you will not be able to sell it anywhere you're not gonna you can't pop up to cash converters with a comrex uh, and they'll go, well, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you two grand for that. That looks fantastic. They, you can't do it. You couldn't sell it anywhere. So, um, I was saying on Twitter, look, 150 quid. I will give you, a, if you know where this is, I will give you 150 quid, no questions asked. Of course, I was thinking if I did encounter the person who had it, I would take the suitcase. Then when they asked for the 150 quid, I'd give them the bird. That's what I was thinking. And then I'd smack them around the head with it and run off. 
Um, so I was tweeting and loads of you were retweeting and some of you suggested I should get in touch with the Manchester Evening News, which I did. And um, loads of you were kind of posting it. And I know some of you took it upon yourselves to post it on Facebook pages as well. Thank you very much indeed. And a couple of you said, look, if, if I, I can probably get you a Comrex for discount price. So loads of people were getting in touch. And to, to each and every one of you, may God bless you. Thank you so, so much for that because it was uh, appreciated. It was heartfelt. And I was thinking, I wonder if we're going to find it. If this is, at, we, we're going to find it via this. This is what I was thinking. But then, but then, but then, I got a message, a direct message on Twitter, because I opened up my DMs, from a, a guy who works here, a guy called Mark Machado, who um, was um, was in talk radio that day because he was doing the um, show with Paul Ross. And he said, Ian, I've seen your tweets and I'm starting to make sense of a very strange phone call we just had that I didn't really understand. I went, Mark, give us your number. Let's, I'll phone you up. I phoned him up. I said, what's going on? He said, well... I've just spoken to a woman called Terry, and she phoned up to say that she thought she'd found a bit of equipment that belonged to us. And I was busy producing Paul, and I didn't really know what she was on about, and she was being quite vague, so I didn't really make too much of it. But she told me she'd handed it in to the BBC... In Salford, big media complex, because the government forced the BBC, convinced the BBC it would be a good idea to move everyone up to Manchester. Absolutely terrible idea. Everyone who works there, I tell you now, hates it. Everyone who works there hates it, and most of them don't. They work in London. Anyway, he said, so that might be what you're after. I went, oh, Mark, this, this, is, this is too easy. And he gave me Terry's phone number. This woman who had apparently found a bit of equipment. I thought, this is very, very weird. Very weird. So I phoned this woman up and I said, hello, is that Terry? She went, yes. I went, hello, my name's Ian Lee. I'm from Talk Radio. I've just spoken to my colleague, Mark. And he says that you might have found something that belongs to me. She went, well, I think I did. I found a big silver suitcase. I went, oh, baby. Oh, baby, baby, baby. And she said, and I found a handbag that had lots of bits of paper in, like pay slips and emails and things, um, to the name Catherine Boyle. It's like, okay. She went, so what I did was I took it all, I took it all home with me. I found it, I found it thrown, uh, j- just discarded on the estate where she lives. I found it discarded and it's quite, it's a little, little patch of green and quite often you'll see empty bags there and things that someone's obviously done a smash and grab or done a, a, a mugging or something and they get what they can and they chuck it there. This is the place where stuff gets dumped. And she said, so I put all the stuff I could find in the bag. I took it home and I Googled the name. Catherine Boyle. And it came up that she worked at the BBC, which of course Catherine did until about a year ago. I was like, okay. She went, so I took the handbag and I took the silver suitcase. Um, I, and I, I don't know how she got there. She didn't live that near to it, but she went all the way to Media City, where the BBC is based in Salford, and rocked up and knocked on the door and said, I think I've got, I think this belongs to you. 
And um, the bloke there checked Catherine's name and, and it, her, her extension was still there and they tried to phone through, but of course she hasn't worked there for a year. And then he opened the box and went, oh, this says talk radio on it. And Terry said, oh, maybe I brought it to the wrong place. Can I take it back? And the guy went, well, no, 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 you can't. No, 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 no. You can't now because I've logged it and it's now in our system. We'll keep our hands on this, please. And Terry felt very bad and she wrote a note and said, well, if they, if they come up, can you give them this note? It explains how I found it. And she said to me, I felt terrible because I've realised I've taken it to the wrong place and I'm really, really sorry. I went, oh, God, no. This is this could be the most amazing thing that's ever happened, Terry. So you, you owe us no apology and I, I made it really clear I didn't think she she'd nicked it and got cold feet or any of that. I said, Terry, this is amazing. It's at Media City. She went, yeah. Here's the number of the, the, the guy, the, the, the guard that's got it. I think a bloke called um, Louis, I think his name was. And um, here's his phone number. So I phoned his number up and he went, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got that. I said, right, don't, don't move. I'm going to get a cab and I'm going to be over there. I'm about 10 minutes away. And I said, Kath, right, you stay here. You get the, win- the, the rear wind, uh, window fixed. You sort all that out. I'm going to go off. I think we found our Comrex guys. I think we've just saved our jobs, guys. I think we've stopped us looking like complete and utter prunes, guys. So, got in a cab, and I was explaining to the guy. The guy, the cab driver, saw the smash window, and he said, oh, that's terrible that's happened. And I said, yeah, well, it is terrible, and we've had something nicked, but... But, 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 I think there may be a good ending about to come out of this story. Boy, was there a good ending to come out of this story. Got to the place, jumped out of the cab. The cab driver turned to me and he said, I'm really sorry this happened to you in my city. Wow! And all the time we've been at the car, people have been coming up saying, are you all right? Can we do anything? I'm really sorry. All the time. And the cab driver turned to me and said, I'm really sorry this happened to you in my city. I went, oh, man, thank you. Rocked up to the BBC. I phoned the guy. He came down and met me. He had the steel case with the Comrex in. I still hadn't seen it. I didn't know if it worked. And he brought over this bag as well that we hadn't even noticed had gone. He also brought over a car cleaning kit that they'd stolen. A car cleaning kit. He put the, the flight case down. He opened it. The Comrex was there. I was going, whoa, this is uh, delicious. By the way, there's a lipstick in the Comrex I forgot to mention. I don't know how. I went, this is good, but, 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 I've, I've, got, I've got to turn it on and see if this, I've got to do it. And I pressed the button and nothing happened jeez they've broken it i pressed the button and held my finger on it boom it came into life baby this comrex was working i said thank you to the guy i don't know if i was meant to offer him a reward i should probably have offered him 20 quid i didn't and i'm sorry about that i was just so relieved we had this 10 grand bit of equipment back that we had lost got the cab back um, and I showed it, I, I, I paraded it around the car park, shouting, F you thieves, F you thieves, as I paraded it around, as though I had the head of a king. Um, and I said to Catherine, Catherine, look, this woman, I've spoken to her, but she's written the note to you. Uh, she, it feels like she's kind of made up a relationship with you. Maybe you should give her a call and just say, we got it, thank you so much, what's your address? We want to send you some flowers and a bottle of wine or something, uh, you know. So Catherine phoned her up and she didn't reply. She sent a text back saying, look, I'm really shy. I'm really glad you got here. We're, we're cool. And we re- replied going, look, it'd be nice if we could, um, we just want to send you some flowers and, uh, and um, some champagne and just to say thank you very much indeed. That would be really, really nice. Ed, put that down, answer the phones. And um, she said, no, no, I, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to send anything. I just, you know, I'm just sick and tired of, of, of thieves and criminals dumping stuff 
on my estate and ruining the good name of my city. I don't want... I tell you what you can do for me. She said, um, and I'd read her Twitter feed, right? She, she found us on Twitter and I read her Twitter feed. She's had quite a bit of bad luck. She's had quite a bit of bad luck, okay? And she's closed her Twitter feed now because I think she was just overwhelmed by people sending her nice comments, right? Um, she said, look, I'm, I'm doing a 5k run in July for the NSPCC's charity very close to her. She said, I've got 60 quid. I want to, I want to get it up to 100 quid. Could you? Would you mind um, just tweeting the link to the thing? I went, absolutely not a problem, right? So she had 60 quid, and I put 50 quid on. I, I donated 50 quid because it's what we would have spent on, on flowers and champagne and chocolates or whatever. So I thought I'll put that on. And then I tweeted the link, and I thought, nothing of it whatsoever. For absolutely nothing of it whatsoever. And I just tweeted, look... Guys, I'm just doing this. This is Terry. She's the lady that found our equipment, um, went above and beyond what was required of a citizen, Googled us, researched us, and took it to the BBC. Um, This is her Just Giving page. I'm not in any way telling you to give any money. I'm not even asking you to give any money. I'm just saying this is her Just Giving page for the 5K run she's doing in July. She had 60 quid. I took it up to 110 quid, right? And I kept checking it as we were driving back from Manchester. Once we got the, the rear window fixed, I say fixed, temporary fix. It was um, cling film. O- auto glass repair, auto glass replaced with cling film when they haven't got the actual windows. So we were driving back at 50 miles an hour from Manchester. Sweet Lord, that was a long journey. And the money kept going up. And by the time we got home, I got home about half ten, it was up to about 200 quid. 200 quid. Then I looked at it this morning, and it kept going up, and it kept going up. And this woman, who 30 hours ago had 60 quid raised, £786.44. £786.44. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So, out of something really, really horrible, right? Out of something really nasty and upsetting and mean and unpleasant. And, I, you know, I, 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 I got a bit of stick yesterday because I suggested, you know, I joined a few dots up and, and made up quite a bit of stuff. But I kind of guessed that maybe the people that were doing this, they were doing it because they wanted to buy drugs. And I tre- tweeted the number for Narcotics Anonymous. What are you doing that for? Well, you know, just you might get someone to think, and if they, they're in a position where they're stealing stuff for drugs, they might, you know, think, actually, I don't want to steal stuff. I don't want, you know, I tweet it. And will we'll, people in the grip of uh, addiction, they're not going to stop and phone a counsellor. Also, you don't know if they were on drugs. And, you know, I know, I'm just just putting the number out there, guys. And they aren't counsellors. Anyway, I've, I've had the privilege of sitting in the uh, NA hotline when people are taking phone calls. Oh, man alive. Oh, man alive. Those are people in a desperate state. Anyway, out of something horrible and selfish and mean, something beautiful and brilliant has happened. I didn't expect any of you to give. I wasn't asking any of you to give. I wouldn't do that. I was just very simply retweeting her just giving page as as my way, as well as bunging her a few quid, my way of saying thank you, you did a nice thing. 
And so many of you have done a nice thing. And I'm looking at some of the comments. Um, but look, people, people have donated dollars. That means that there's people outside of this country have donated money. Um, and there's so many comments of you going hip, hip, hip. And you, we heard what you did. So this is our, our way of repay. Karma, instant karma. The cosmos working. You know, we did a thing the other week. People, huh? I genuinely believe as a result of um, some little scrope breaking into our car and stealing stuff, I genuinely believe now there are more good people than there are bad. Isn't that beautiful? And I'm going to tweet, I'll tweet that thing again tonight and then that'll be it. Okay. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it again, and if you want to give, do. And I'm not telling you to, I'm not suggesting you to. I'm just saying it's there, okay? She did us an enormous favour, and she, you know, went above and beyond what anyone could have expected. I'd written off that bit of equipment. I was already saying, making the phone call to my boss, where I was saying, look, I know it's insured, but I would like to donate a couple of grand towards, because I feel bad because we shouldn't have left it in the car, and that was terrible, and, you know, and I could see it potentially causing problems with us being trusted to go to New York, and all of that stuff. But because of this woman, Terry, who's who's had a bit of bad luck in her life, some quite unpleasant things have happened, and is sick and tired of of people using her estate as a dumping ground for, um, you know, the the goods they can't sell. Because of her, my job is secure. Catherine's job is secure. Our reputation has been tarnished ever so slightly, perhaps. But we've certainly learnt our lesson. Never leave anything in a car. We've learnt our lesson, guys. Um, And also don't park in Home Street. What is it? Home Street Car Park in, in Manchester. We've learnt that. Um, but out of, what, I mean, what did it cost us? It cost us an afternoon. It cost me about 20 quid in cabs, cost Kath 75 quid and her in, on her in top of insurance access to, to get the thing. So it's cost, it's cost us a hundred quid. Out of all of that, out of all of that, you lot have added 726 pounds to a woman you're never going to meet to her just giving page. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? I am touched. I am overwhelmed. It's for the NSPCC. I am moved beyond anything. She's brilliant, right? Terry is brilliant. And people said you should get her on the show. She says, I wouldn't even ask her. She's really shy. She's really shy. And I think she's a bit embarrassed by all the intention. So I'm not saying her surname. It's out there, but I'm not saying it, right? Um... She's done an amazing thing, and you lot have done an amazing thing. You lot have, put, have dipped in your pocket and put five, ten, fifty. Some of you put like twenty quid to her. So, what I'm saying is, I don't know. There are more nice people than there are bad people, and what could have been a really awful, crappy way to end what has been a brilliant weekend is actually it, it's ended with a few hours of discomfort for me and Kath, a couple of quid out of pocket, but a load of money being given to a delightful lady towards a brilliant cause. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that fantastic? You did that. You lot did that. You are the best listeners anywhere. I can't, I can't imagine any other radio show having that kind of response. So thank you. Listen, we're going to take a break. We'll take your phone calls. 0344 499 1000. You call in about anything. I'm going to tweet um, Terry's Just Given thing again. And if you if you want to, do. If you don't, don't if you just want to go and have a look at the nice messages that people have left her that's beautiful if you don't even want to think about it for a second that's it it's groovy man it's all 
groovy. But thank you. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, the story appeared in the Manchester Evening News. And, uh, you know, they got some of the facts wrong. And I might have exaggerated some of the facts. <laughs> but the bit of equipment that was stolen, we were in no danger of losing the rabbit holes that we'd recorded. They were they were safe. They they were safe. But you know, it's what you're talking to the press. You want to make a good story. We exaggerated it. Alan, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's um. The other side of human nature today, you come back to London. Um, uh, um, who's this guy? So, like Sky News, you hate everywhere out of bloody London. Are you mental? That's where you live, you twit. I don't hate everywhere out of London at all. I don't know if you were, what you were listening to, Gomez. I was singing the praises of Manchester. One one person, maybe two people, did not did not ruin what was um, a, an amazing weekend. I, no, 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 not at all. But we, we went there and we're going back there in July because we're doing our darndest to make sure this show isn't London-centric, even though we're based in London. We want to take it all around the country. Anyway. Came back to London, and I was driving in, and there was a young guy on a bike, right? Um, and he was swerving all over the place. I almost hit him, right? And I'm not one of these, I'm not doing this as a Nick Ferrari, I hate cyclists. I don't. Sometimes I'm a cyclist, sometimes I'm a driver, quite often I'm a pedestrian. I, I do all of those things, right? So it's not. But it was a young lad, and he was swerving all over the place, because he was... He was. He had his phone in his left hand, and he was typing in. A, he was looking for a phone number, and then he put the phone up to his ear and was talking on the phone. And he was doing it badly, swerving all over the place. So I bibbed him, and and again, this has caused controversy. I bibbed him. Some people on Twitter went, uh, "I think you mean bib bipped." Some people went, "Don't you mean beeped?" Somebody even said, you sure you didn't honk him? No, I didn't. I bibbed. It's a bib. B, it, b, b, ed, Bibbed. I bibbed him. I bibbed him. I didn't beep him. I didn't, I didn't bip him. Bip. What the hell is that? You can call in and tell me what you call it when you um, uh, bib your horn. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So I bibbed him, right? As I drove past, because he was all over the place. And then he came up to me because we stopped at um, traffic lights. And I wound down the window and went, uh, yeah, mate, it, it becomes um, three lanes. I went, what? He said, yeah, it it turns into three lanes. I went, yeah, that that's not what I bibbed you. He went, do you mean bipped? I went, forget that. He said, why did you do it then? I said, well, because you were making a phone call. He went, so what? So what? I went, i tell you what, you were cycling like a PR1CK because you were making a phone call. He went, why don't you go and eat your dead nans? And, and I, honestly, the, 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 the word, why don't you go and eat your dead nans P word? That's what he said. That's what he said. And I went, what? He said, why don't you go and eat your dead nans P word? Doesn't mean urine. 
And I went, is that the best you've got, young man? He went, yeah. I went, well, you're a winker. It got quite sweary at that stage. It got quite sweary. And then he rode off, and, and I lost him a bit, and the, he, he went one way. Um, and, and then he, came, he caught up with me again. And as he went past, I went, you really want me to eat my dead nan's P-word? And he smacked my, wing, my wing mirror, and it, it flopped back. Didn't break it. Flop back. I thought, you little... And I spent the rest of the um, journey trying to find him to mow him down. I was going to kill him. I was going to actually... I was actually... I'm going to confess this on the radio. I was actually going to kill him. I was going to murder him. Don't want to make light of it, but that boy was going to be murdered. Not because he sullied the good name of my grandmother's genitals, but because he slapped my wing mirror. Nobody slaps my way mirror. Um, but I didn't find him. So, uh, I just thought, I mean, it's, it, uh, uh, it was fair play. Fair play. It was an imaginative insult. Why don't you go and eat your dead nan's P word? And I think well, there's, there's actually, there's loads of reasons why I won't. Firstly, she was cremated. Um, Secondly, that is a that is a very disgusting thing to to do, young man. Very, very naughty boy. Very, I'd have slapped his legs. Um, with that in mind, we go to the phones. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you uh, want to um, give us a call, flipping it, uh, things up to eight hundred and seventy one quid. Eight hundred and seventy one quid, amazing. Um, you can uh, you all these things to talk about. Uh, things that have been stolen. Um, uh, people showing you how wonderful humankind can be. Insults shouted at you by um, people using various modes of transport. Ins- insults about your grandparents. And what do you call it when you bib your horn? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Forty seven minutes in. The monologue is over, guys. We're going to dive straight into the phone calls. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. What have you got for us? Well, I will say I bet you were laid about the weekend from hell. No, it wasn't a weekend from hell. Well, I wouldn't say that being robbed. Yeah, but it, no, but it wasn't a weekend from hell. It was a couple of hours that were um, uh, were annoying and upsetting. But um, overall, the the show on Friday night was brilliant, and John and Sarah were lovely, even though Sarah doesn't like the show. The rabbit hole was just a delight on Saturday. I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Two hours of talking nonsense, playing with fidget spinners, and getting some amazing, amazing phone calls. Great food over the weekend. Watched one of my favourite films, 13 Sametti. Um, gave that away to an unsuspecting couple. And we had a couple of hours where our car was broken into. But then, but then, but then, uh, human kindness reigned over. So no, not, not a weekend from hell at all. Well, it just says the power of the good in people. The power of the good in people, Alan. You're absolutely spot on, Yes. It bring me to things that I've had robbed in the past. Oh, yes. Because I had an iPhone, Uh-oh. and I was listening to it on the bus, and some cheeky little scally yes. would be fun to take it out of my hand and run off the bus with it. Hang on a minute. He ran off with your ticket? No, the iPhone. Oh! Uh, but I reported it stolen and all that. Yes. And they said, 
Oh, we're, we're here's the here's the advice that someone gave me once, and it's excellent advice. Uh, th- 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 your iPhone, expensive smartphones, they're worth what five, six, seven hundred quid, right? Here's the advice that was given to me: don't use them outside of your house. And that is advice that I have adhered to, and as a direct result, I have never had an iPhone stolen. I, I say that actually, um, I-, I did use it in my house once, and my children stole it. Oh, that's why I got. Two and they sold it for smack, now. and they got a smack. Will oh, not have my children selling my electrical goods for smack in my house. Oh my god! Yeah, so I, I smacked them, and, and then I smacked myself up. Huh? I thought I got two phones: an iPhone from the house and an old-fashioned flip phone for outside. I like flip phones. I wish they. I wish Apple would release a, an iPhone flip phone. I can tell you which flip phone it an is. An F-phone. It's a Samsung flip. A300. I don't need to know that. That's not in... That, how has that information um, enriched my life? No, just so how old and antiquated me flip phone is. Hey, so this is what's happening on tomorrow's show, Alan. Yeah. Robot special. Ooh. Ooh. Because you know robots are going to take... They, robots are taking over the world, right? And well, but I've never took over Japan. The robots, well, you, you, exactly. Robots have already taken over Japan, uh, and uh, the Japanese people are now slaves to the machine. Now, hang on, that's Grace Jones. Either well, way... Terminator. Yes. Um, well, robots are going to do everybody out of a job, right? Including callers to phone-in radio shows. You're going to be out of a job, Alan, as a phoner. So, oh. to- tomorrow... Everybody who phones in has to be a robot. Then you can't have soundboards. No, 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 no. You, you have... Why can't I see who's on line 10? Is there, is there a reason? I've, I've closed down um, phone box. I've opened... Let me close down phone box and open phone box again. It's almost like, Alan, um, they're trying to do me out of this job by giving me equipment that doesn't work. Oh, dear. Here we go. It's up there this time. So tomorrow... Um, oh, look, Terry's listening. Uh, hi, Ian. It's Terry. Listening to your show. Um, thank you. No, 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 Terry. Thank you. You're, honestly, you're, the, 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 every word I've said this evening um, has is 100% genuine, and uh, I mean it. Honestly, you saved... You, you literally saved my reputation. Probably not my job, but you saved my reputation in the eyes of my boss, and she's just put... Your listeners are so kind. Terry, uh, honestly, Terry... We owe you, man. We owe you. Let's let's have a look at the page. Eight hundred and ninety-one pounds forty-four p. You better do this race now, Terry. I'm, I'm just saying, you better do this thing. When's she doing it in July the first? Honestly, thank you so so much. Um, Wonderful human being she is. One more thing here. Yes, Adam. On the tour radio listeners page, Sophia Shabuki has. Uh, okay, I don't care. Let's go to Callum. Hello, Ian. I'm not. Right? I'm not sorting out fights in the playground, guys. Yes, Callum. Hello, you all right? Yes, Callum. I was just going to say I thought Friday Night Show were good. Thanks I'm going to for... be honest, I was sceptical, but actually I thought it went really well. Why were you sceptical, Callum? What was what were you sceptical about? I didn't know it was going to work. Oh. But it, but it, it sounded like you were in studio, to be honest. Yeah, Tr- right. trust, trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Ian Lee. <laughs> doctor, Doctor Ian Lee to you, Callum boy. Dr. Ian Lee in the house. Dr. Ian Lee in the house. Now, open wide and say, mmm. Mmm. There we go. So I'm you... on phone tonight. You what? I'm on phone and put James Whale in his place. 
Oh, did you? Oh, good. About time too. Tell me what you said to James. Oh, I'm not going to go into everything, but it's one about making voting compulsory, and I told him how stupid we were when we want freedom. And I think they could... should ban voting. Yeah. That's what they yeah, should do. They should make voting yeah, illegal. Yeah. That would be a much more it. exciting election if yeah. voting were made illegal and no one was allowed to do it. And uh, that's what I like about this show. You like me, you're different. Yeah, totally bit, like, bit quirky. Show's the same thing. Yeah, but we're a bit quirky, aren't we, Callum? Yeah. Sometimes I don't wear pants. I don't sometimes. Yay, <laughs> Callum! Commando <laughs> Callum! Ian and Callum go commando. <laughs> I'd watch that film. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Well, thanks for calling. All right, have a good show. Yep. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. And, Terry, I'm glad you're listening. And, and uh, everything we said, I absolutely mean it. Me, me and Kat are blown away by what you did. Above and beyond. It really was above and beyond. And it's it's restored our faith in humanity. And and I have to stress, not it was, it was not an horrific weekend at all. We had the best weekend. We had the best weekend. I love Manchester. Uh, like Callum said, the show we did on Friday night, I think, was a lot of fun. We got loads of calls. We had Shell Talmy on. Um, loads of random callers. We would, I tell you what was nice. And, um, we'll do, do you know what we'll do? We'll do it in here one night. We'll get a little extension. We can get extension lead on these microphones, can't we? Lie- I was lying on the floor for the last 40 minutes of the show on Friday. Lying on the floor next to the dog. It was brilliant. Abs- Honestly, I was lying on my back because I was knackered. Absolutely out of it. Last 40 minutes of the show, just lying on the floor doing it like that. Oh, it was wonderful. It was like making radio with your mates when you're 12 and you've got a tape recorder. Um, so maybe, i tell you what, we'll do a show this week where we all just lie on the floor. All of us will lie on the floor, okay, guys? We, we, that's what we'll do. That's exactly what we'll do. We'll do that... Um, oh God, it gets, it gets complicated, doesn't it? Tomorrow, we've got Glenn Tilbrook coming in, or, or on the phone. Wednesday, we got a guy who's written a book called Psychedelic Celluloid coming in, which I'm really excited about. It's a cracking book. We got any guests Thursday or Friday? If not, then Thursday, um, it'll be a lying down special. <laughs> I get paid for coming up with ideas like that. I get, I've just earned money by saying Thursday is a lying down special. Um, and tomorrow it's robots only. <laughs> I get paid for this rubbish. Can you imagine? Oh dear. And the next bank holiday, cause we've, we've, we've now got into this, this, um, pattern of the bank holiday shows being quite special. First one, uh, recently was, um, one caller per hour. Then the last one was, um, a trip down memory lane with some classic voices from radio and if you miss those interviews by the way i think are they all up now they're not on they're not all up okay we still got a couple more to put up but Catherine has been putting up the unedited versions and some of them are significantly longer um so if you go to itunes or your usual podcast provider and you you type in ian lee you'll 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 get these bonus podcasts and they really are um i think uh, uh, delightful delightful is the word um, and then I was building up, then I was building up to something and I've, I've, uh, com- I've completely forgotten what I was building up to. Um, so that's by the by. Um, but yeah, we recorded four, um, episodes of the rabbit hole and uh, th- some of the, uh, some, you guys, hey, everybody that came was brilliant. Um, and the people that called in were just, 
We're up to 911 quid. Flipping, eh? I'm tempted to, 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 to bung a 90 on there and make it a grand. I really am. Good for you, Terry. Well done. We'll have a little update after the news. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the phone calls we got were funny. The audience were funny and really up for it. Um, so they will go out. And if you've never heard The Rabbit Hole, if you go to Acast or iTunes or your usual podcast provider and type in Ian Lee, Rabbit Hole, Catherine Boyle, Rabbit Hole, um, th- th- it's a little phone-in show that we do that is separate from the radio. We, we take out all references to the radio show. It's an entity that lives on its own and it's recorded in front of a, 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 an audience. We are going back to Manchester on July the 29th. By the way, Terry, you're, if you want to, you and a mate want to come, your name's on the door. If, I, I understand why you might not, because you might not like our bawdy sense of humour. But if you want to come, Terry, you've got you've got mine and Cass' number. Send us a text. Uh, if you want to come, dear listener, you've got to buy tickets. They're only a tenner, and we're doing it on a Saturday, the 29th of July, in the daytime. It's a daytime gig, which is weird for us. If you go to ticketsource.co.uk slash ian-lee, ticketsource.co.uk slash i-a-i-n-l-e-e, um, you can get tickets for that. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries late nights with Ian Lee. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with Radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've finished my penicillin now, and um, the tonsillitis has gone, but um, I'm still feeling really knackered all the time. Feel like I'm gonna puke. I feel I'm gonna puke up all my dinner now, right now. I don't think so. Is it right that uh, when does tonsillitis stop being such a pain in the ass? When does it stop? Cause I feel pretty crap. Feels like I'm gonna be sick every time that I move or I breathe. Yeah! Oh, man. I can't sit down and read a book. Cause I get much sick Moving my eyes across the page That's true, that's true Sat in a car, I'm no company I can't talk I look straight ahead Wearing dark sunglasses But feel sick Like a prey Oh, yeah, I did shout at lorry drivers. I mean, um, constant motion sickness. Constant motion sickness. It's just flipping 
awful. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a late night phone in show, unlike any other phone in shows. I'll tell you why. Because I will do a forty seven minute monologue at the start of the show about my weekend. Where else would you get that much ego, huh? I don't think so. I don't think so. You can call in about pretty much anything you want to call in. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. The way it works is you phone up. You, maybe you've heard me say something. Maybe you want to say something. You'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number and call you back pretty much immediately. Pretty much immediately. Um, Julie! Hooray! Hang on a second. You've changed the script. I have, just to celebrate the goodness and um, just the faith that I've got in humanity. Uh, yeah. And I just, you know what? I know you said, oh, 47 minute monologue, but it was needed. And I'm yep. signing up really to bask in the bask. enjoyment of, bask. The of goodness. Bask. Do you know what? It doesn't happen very often. No. And no. well, sometimes. We, well, we, a, we got lucky. Um, A, we got unlucky, B, we got lucky, um, and um, C, I genuinely think there are more good people than there are bad people. I genuinely think. You know, what? the bad thing that happened was one or two little scrotes, and who knows, maybe they are suffering with the disease of addiction. I don't know. Uh, It doesn't uh, doesn't in any way um, uh, excuse their behaviour. I'm not trying to do that for for one second, but I'm I'm trying to get a little bit of understanding. Yes, a cup of English breakfast, please. Um, But, 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 everybody who came up and spoke to me and or Kath when we were at the car was incredible. The cab driver turned around and said, I'm really sorry this happened in my city. It's there, it's there, it's there. The the police were delightful. The guy from um, Auto Glass Repair, Auto Glass Replace with Plastic, um, tweeted us once he found out where we were talking about podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Ibrahim, there was another, there was a young lad, right, the student, whose car had also been broken into, just around the corner, he'd called the police about our car, because he'd seen it. He'd got off worse, because he had a, um, a, a bag taken with a laptop in it, and he said, I'm not worried about the laptop, but in that bag were, like, loads of certificates and school reports from his little girl, yeah. who was, like, five or six at school. He's lost them. If anyone sees a yellow kind of suitcase in Manchester with wheels on, give us a call, it's Ibrahim's. Uh, Everybody was at the guy at the BBC was amazing. Everybody was at the lady from the Manchester Evening News. Everybody was amazing. And out of something horrible, something yes. wonderful yeah, has, and it's, it's, has happened. Really is a, it's a beautiful thing. And I mean, I, I know that, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, a few months ago you were saying how you'd um, tried to help somebody, I think he was bleeding and, and wandering around, to do the right thing. And oh, I'd said, yes, I oh, tried yeah, to yeah, do yeah. the right thing with a lady that turned up at my door and you think, should I, shouldn't I? Yep. And if ever there is a kind of a sign where, you, I mean, you read about good deeds in the paper, but to kind of have it one, first or second hand, yep. it should really kind of, um, it, it's enthused me that, um, you know, to keep doing good things and that um, things do matter. Yep. Doing the right thing does matter. Yes. So and, and I want you to bask in that. Bask in it. Everybody bask, bask in it. it. This country, despite it going to hell in a handcart, despite Absolutely. the fact we are screwed as a nation, 
there's still some wonderful, wonderful things happening, and let's and, grab and not those just, things. Not just the money, not just the donations, although that's nice. Yep. But it, like you said, people who were tweeting, can we help, and yep. sharing it, it just shows a lot of love, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, there, I mean, there were some people, even now, who are tweeting, why did you leave it in the car? Because well, I, I was know. sick, <laughs> no, I, and, 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 and fair play, I've, I've, oh, I, yeah. I, I was, it was my fault. It was my fault. I was sick, and I was, I was tired, and I was lazy, and it was my fault. It wasn't on display, they couldn't see anything was in there, but I was sick and I was lazy and I was tired, and it was my fault. I did I did something stupid. I did something stupid. But, um, it, but it turned into something beautiful. Hasn't and, it? Um, hasn't and it? Uh, that's, just, that's just great. So I love the monologue, and I love everybody. <laughs> Julie, thank you. I love life. I love life, guys. Yeah, I love life. Um, 0344. I don't know. I hate it. It's not get carried away, but but you know, I, 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 uh, uh. 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Here's the shocking thing I've learnt today, right? About the director inquiries. You heard this, right? I thought I remember when director inquiries was 45p, right? I thought it was about £1.20 now, right? It's over five quid to call up director inquiries. It's over five quid. And if they put you through, it's then about two quid a minute. I got honestly. So, because you remember when it, it, it just used to be um, BT, that they had a monopoly on it, director inquiries. And that was it was forty five pence then, right? And uh, there was a big thing. God, mum was mum hadn't moved into the care home, so I'm going to say twelve years ago they deregulated it, and that's when we got all the one one eights and all mooring and all of that stuff. And every it was that typical thing, right? That they say deregulation will be better for the customer. It will be it will mean there's more competition, more competitive rates. Okay, right, sure. Ten years later, it's over five quid. Oh, yeah, great. That's a great deal you got for us. That deregulation worked brilliantly. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. When you deregulate... Same thing with the uh, gas and electricity. When you deregulate and you open competition, it's not like they all get together and say, hey, listen, um, we're going to put our prices up... it would really help us and you if you put your prices up too. Now, I'm not suggesting for a second that's what's happened. The, 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 the guys with the moustaches have got together with um, Busby and Maureen and said, why don't we um, all just hike it up to over a fiver? Over a fiver? Over a fiver. What, for a number? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but that's not it. You wait. If those suckers ask, when, when we ask if they want to be put through and they say yes, we can charge them Two quid a minute. You're joking. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Why would you phone up director inquiries when, you know, you know you've got your phone, yeah? It's got the internet on it. You can Google it. What's the number of um, uh, the co-op? I'll Google it. What's the number of Blockbuster? What? I'll Google it. But no, they want you to, to phone up and pay. There, there are apparently cheaper alternatives, but do you know their names? 
Of course you don't. Because they're not getting five quid a pop and then advertising. I saw 118, 118. Were they doing car insurance or loan? No, they were doing loans. The, the directory inquiries people are doing loans. Yeah, yeah. What? Front page of the sum. Directory inquiry calls now cost almost nine quid after a series of sneaky price hikes. A call to the most popular 118118 is 12, t- 12 times dearer than a premium rate sex line. Come on, man. Oh, come on, please. Campaigners last night accused firms of fleecing the frail and elderly as they are less likely to look up numbers on the internet. Full story, page 11. We're going to page 11 because this is outrageous. This is outrageous. <laughs> Here we go. Are you, ready for, are you ready for some stupid numbers? These numbers will blow your minds. Right, 118118. Connection fee. So this is the call that you make to get the phone number. £4.49. So you're paying £4.49 to get the number, right? Have a guess how much per minute 118118 is. That's right. It's £4.49 per minute. Why don't you just go round to the old people's houses when they're asleep and steal their purses? Why don't you get jobs as carers and and, um, uh, swipe their bank cards? Because that is outrageous! The BT one. Oh, the BT one's nothing in comparison. It's only a £2.75 connection charge and £2.75 per minute. Yell! Exactly the same. Maureen. Oh, she's a rip-off. £3.49 connection. £3.49 a minute. And it is. It's going to be old people that use it. It's going to be old people. And BT, I mean... I know you're not the BT that I grew up with, but shame on you. Shame on you. People trust that name, BT. It's incredible. Here we go. The the 192 service in 2002, 40 pence. And even then, my mum would not let me use it. She wouldn't let me use it. Campaigners, this is outrageous, isn't it? 03444991000. 03444991000. We're pretty much free. We'll cost you pennies. We'll call you back. Campaigners have accused 118118 of financial abuse <laughs> over its new directory inquiry charge. Calls now. Hang on a minute. I'm confused. Calls now cost a minimum of £8.98, an increase of 2,000, 2,200%. No, hang on a minute. So that's you're paying eight pounds ninety eight for the to get the number. Charges spiral further if users get put through to their number with a half hour call costing about one hundred and forty quid. <laughs> Other firms have also ramped up prices in an industry which still gets millions of calls each year. Shame on all of you. I hope you close down and go bust. I really do, because that is outrageous. All of these companies, BT, Yell, Maureen, one, one, that is outrageous. How the hell can you justify that? 
Amanda Waring, a campaigner for the elderly, said they were fleecing vulnerable people who do not get numbers from the internet. She said, the frail and elderly will use these numbers. It's really vital they're not stung for such extortionate prices. The most popular directory inquiry line, 118118, put up prices on Bank Holiday Monday to an £8.98 minimum for 60 seconds. The four biggest, 118... The four biggest 118 firms, so that one, BT, Yellow Mooring, all charge at least £5.50 for a 45-second call. I tell you what we'll do, right? This is what we'll do. Tonight and tonight only, if you need a number looking up, phone us up. We'll, we'll do it for you. We'll do, we'll do it for you. 0344 499 1000. We, we'll do it, right? Because that, that is outrageous. If you need a number looking up, give us a call. We'll call you back. It'll cost you pennies, if it costs anything. And we'll find the number for you. That's what we'll do tonight. We will be directory inquiries without the sting in our tail. We might even be able to connect you as well in certain instances. We, we, well, let's see where we can go with this. 0344 499 If you need a number looking up, you give us a call, guys. Um... What else is, uh, 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 again, 118118 is the dearest, with each extra minute costing £4.49. <laughs> Anyone asking for the number of their GP, for example, would be billed more than 140 quid if kept holding for half an hour. <laughs> oh, Gillian Guy of Citizens Advice said, often it is unclear just how expensive a call can be. An elderly person sought help after getting a £150 bill for calling a 118 number. A recent Ofcom report revealed how a man was charged through this. I'm laughing because it's you might as well just knock on their door with a, with a, a mask over your face. A recent Ofcom report revealed how a man was charged 350 quid for a 118 call plus connection from a landline. It said consumer has said that he is upset with lack of information given by directory inquiries as they didn't advise him of what the connection costs would be um costs more to call than a sex chat line uh, I, it, it's outrageous outrageous oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number if you need uh, a phone number found tonight that's that's the service we're offering you can call in about anything else you want paul stay there come to you after this the wild man of late night radio is back ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk so, um, uh, Terry, who helped us out, her just giving page, £941.44p. Wow. But then I scrolled down. Because that's not the total including gift aid. <laughs> Have you seen it with gift aid? With gift aid, it's £1,127.69p. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Well done. Well done, well done. So, with gift aid, it's over a grand by quite a massive margin. Ah, I'd forgotten about gift aid. I mean, I ticked the box, but I, I thought that was part of the total. Thank you to everyone who kept saying no. Scroll down, scroll down, and you see the real total. Wowzers, wowzers. She better do this race now. I mean, after all of this, uh, she was aiming for a hundred quid. She wanted a hundred quid. She's she's got one thousand and twenty-seven pounds and sixty-nine p more than that. So, well done, well done, you Terry. Well done, everybody. You're all nice people. I say you're all nice people. Let's go to Paul in Stoke Poges. 
My surname isn't Stoke Poses, you know. Sorry? My surname isn't Stoke Poses, you know. No, I didn't say it was. Here's the no, thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I am... I'm going to get strict on your ass. I thought you'd been strict enough for me before. Actually. No, no, no. I've been, I've been way too free and easy with you. With you, you have had the equivalent of those, um, you know, those those saloon bar doors that swing back and forth. Yeah. You, that's you. You're the saloon bar doors. You go, you come, you go, you come, you go. No, you, you, Once this phone call has ended, you're not going through the saloon bar doors. You're going through the fire fire exit. And once I've opened that door, let you out, and then shut the door, you can't get back in. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a good analogy. What? That's a very good analogy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you're now known as One Call Paul. <laughs> that sounds like a hip-hop rapper. It does. But what you, you have... Because we've had complaints. You have... To get I, think, I think you've also received some comments that have supported me. Not one. Not one. You, you stated one the other day that you'd had a tweet that was abusive towards you because you, they said that you treated me as a vulnerable person uh, and I should be listened to. Well, th- yeah, but they were a Muppet. Okay. Um, so you are now one call Paul. Fair enough. And that's it. You've you, you okay. got to get all the information... That you would normally get in about eight or nine calls in one show, you've got to get all that information into one call. And if you if you if you muff it up, you you have to wait until the next day. Okay, fair enough. Beautiful. One call, Paul. First of all, I will say one one eight one one eight. If you, I didn't know there was such a thing as a BT inquiry number. Now you're not. You, you didn't know that BT had directory inquiry. I can't. What well, can I, did I say? From, yeah, I did from years ago. Numbers. Yeah, of course I did from years ago. But I did not know they were still doing it. Yeah, of course they do. Is this, is the number still the same? One nine two. Um, it's probably one one eight one nine two, isn't it now? That's well, I think one one eight one one eight. No, yeah. it's one one eight five hundred. Okay, well, no, yeah. but, no, but if I, no, I don't want you to, to, to now specifically know. No, okay. No, I don't. don't. I don't want to. I don't want to know. But you know the people that advertise it. No, no, no. The, guy, the, the guys with the moustaches. They yes. look like they look like a they look like a screwed up Tom Selleck. You're phoning. You know that um, Tom Selleck was in an episode of Murder She Wrote as Magnum. There was a crossover. Did he still drive his Ferrari? Yeah, yeah. There was a crossover. She was. She was in. Dog. She was in uh, Magnum, and Magnum was in her. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Murder, she, uh, what was the actress's name that played, uh... Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, always at the typewriter, yeah. Yeah, always at the typewriter, apart from when she's with, um, the dad from Happy Days. Yeah, who played the vicar. Yeah, exactly. He did, didn't now, he? Father, Father Dowling. Name? What was that actress's name? Oh. Um, um, Cunningham. Um, that... No, that was the... Richie family. Cunningham. That, no, that was the son of the family in Happy Potsy, Days. Potsy Webber. <laughs> They gave a home to the Fronds, though, didn't they? Mr. C. E, Mr. Mr. C. E, Mr. C. Okay, fine. Okay. Yes. You were talking about a laying down, doing a show laying down. Yes. That's the show. It's a line. And here's the thing, guys. Uh, It gets better. You can only call in if you're on your back. Okay, right, useless information I know. Do you like the band Aerosmith? Um, not really. I think they're really overrated. The American Rolling Stones? Nah. That album, Toys in the Attic, it's a stinker. 
I told you, oh, mate. It's I an t- awful record. I like the song Pink. <laughs> yeah. And uh, falling yeah. in love is hard on the knees. Shall I tell you, you know Stephen Tyler pulls some funny, funny notes vocally sometimes. He can kind of hit notes and do things with his vocals that are unusual. Rhetorical questions. Okay, well, he records all his vocals when he's recording lying down on his flat on his back all the time. I don't believe that. You Google it then. Nope. All right, hang on a minute. I will, actually, I will. Hang on. There Does you go. Stephen Tyler record all of his vocals lying down? Question mark. Let's have a little look, shall we? Um... The... He certainly recorded some of his songs oh, doing that. Oh! Oh! Oh, hang on a second. I can hear that gear c- clunking as you try and put it in reverse. You've gone from all of them to some of them. I reckon with a little bit more pr- pressure, we can get it down to one of them. I think it might be more than one of them. Well, you a minute ago, it was all of them. Yes, I mean, but it will definitely be some of them. Well, that is compl- that's a completely different thing from what you were just saying. It's not completely different. It, it is, is, mate, because you said... It's just a piece of information. Here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Imagine, you're, imagine you're, you're, you're in court, right? Because you've been charged with murdering <laughs> 20 people, right? You've been charged... And you go, yep, I murdered all of them. And then no, when it got then no, and then and then then one call, he said the 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 judge goes, okay, so I'm going to sentence <laughs> you for the murder of all of them. He goes, oh no no, sorry, I didn't mean all of them. <laughs> oh no no, I only murdered some of them. It may even have just been one of them that I murdered. <laughs> that's a big difference, mate. Okay, that's brilliant again, Ian. Yes, well done. I am brilliant, aren't I? One call. <laughs> okay. Shall I cut you off now? No, I haven't finished yet. Yes, you have. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Um, don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, Hannah. Hello, can I have the number for anal, please? Oh, for goodness sakes, woman! You, you, listen, you, your obsession with backsides is um, is perverted, and it's going to be the death of you. Oh dear, sorry. Happy bum. Thanks very much for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone if you uh, want to give us a call. Hey, I saw, um, and we made kind of light of it in Manchester. And I felt a little bit bad about making kind of light of it, but um, saw people on Spice. Saw people on Spice, didn't we? In in in, um, in the daytime, Manchester High Street, would you call it, near the Arndale Centre, by this big square? I don't know. It was. Uh, um, it, it, you, I don't know what that means, Catherine. Come on the microphone. Don't type. So, to, what? What? It was literally the High Street. Was it the High Street? No. It was a high street. Hey, I see what you've done there. They were all staggering about. It was, um, I think it was, oh, I don't know, I'm baking it up. Was it near Piccadilly Gardens? I don't know, mate. I don't know, Manchester. You grew up there. and, uh, and I was and only you... ten. I didn't know where things were. I just followed people. We were near the Arndale Centre. Uh-huh. Okay, you can get off the microphone now because you're... <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, 
and uh, we saw these poor souls on. Uh, we saw this gentleman. On, I, I, I knew it was Spice because I'd, I'd had it described. The effects had been described to me quite dramatically, and it was uh, an old fella. I say old. He's probably in his fifties, but looked a lot older. Um, possibly a homeless gentleman. I don't know. He's certainly very dirty and dishevelled, and was staggering along the street hunched over now the hunching over is is a real strange drug phenomenon um if you've ever had the misfortune to see people who have taken heroin and who have taken heroin while they are standing up they will bend over if they're if they're sat down they, they kind of slouch forward but if they're stood up they, it's the weirdest thing they don't generally fall over but they slump forward and they kind of bend over in half this wasn't quite a bent over in half but it was certainly a slumped forward but he was walking and he had a rollie and his mate was um trying to get the rollie off him and that was obviously the spice cigarette and um several thoughts went through my head right i haven't had a drink or a drug for 12 and a half years but my first thought, whenever I see somebody in, in, in that poor, unfortunate situation, this is genuine, is I go, hmm, that looks interesting. Genuinely, that's my first thought is, hmm, yeah, I could, uh, I think I could make that work. And that's my first thought. Not me in any way encouraging or condoning. Literally, it's just where my brain goes. And then that's my first thought, my knee jerk. And then um, the reality, then I fast forward the tape and go, Oh yeah, I'd end up there. Uh, and then reality kicks in. And it was, it was fascinating, um, it was fascinating to watch. I don't know where I'm going with this. I've got nowhere to go with it really. But, but, but part of the problem, am I right in thinking that the reason that there is now an issue with spice is because it was originally a legal high? Um, the, I think I've got this right. I think I've got this right. It was a legal high, but it wasn't as strong as that. And then when it became, um, legal highs became illegal, when prohibition was introduced, um, for some reason it got stronger and, and, and it, I, 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 I don't know. But isn't it interesting that when it was legal, we never saw anybody, I never saw anybody, walking the streets in that state now it's illegal i've seen people walking the street in that state what does that mean i don't know i i, I guess i guess the point i'm trying to get to is prohibition don't work didn't work with booze uh it, it, and it doesn't seem to work with um with with drugs really um Yes, I think that's all I have to say on that subject. But I, I, I did feel, you know, I did feel sorry for the poor souls. It looked funny. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not going to make any bones about it. It looked funny, you know, someone seeing that in the kind of a warped way. But, but generally, my feeling was, um, oh, you poor sods, you poor sods. That's and then they were fine. And then it, we saw them a bit later on. It looked like they were trying to score some more. And um, I just thought, yeah, you, 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 you poor sods is heartbreaking but um anyway oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh telephone number if you uh want to give us a call you can do ay, 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 ay. it's one of those shows tonight hey glenn tilbrook tomorrow from squeeze is other is he promoting something what's going on is he just coming on just to because he because he heard from chris that he had a really good time and so he wants to come on
Um, it, it was an awkward interview, but he, at the end he enjoyed it, and he wants to have some of that uh, pie. Is that what's happening with with uh, Tilbrook? Is it? Is it? I'm asking. Um, he wants to plug some show he's doing for his boy. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh yeah, without without a moment's hesitation, sir. You, I, I tell you, um, I tell you what I heard the other day. I wonder if we can play it on here. So. Lindsay Buckingham and Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. The two best songwriters in Fleetwood Mac. I never quite bought into the uh, Stevie Nicks's Crystal Visions Gypsy Woman type. I never I never really bought into that, okay? And the bluesy stuff, I never really bought into that. I always thought they were at their best when Christine McVie uh, was delivering a song that she'd written and Buckingham had polished it up and was producing it. That, those, for me, are the great songs. So it, it was with some excitement that... Um, I saw Buckingham and McVie were releasing a record and, and the other Fleetwood Mac people playing on it for bits of it, but it's primarily, um, it's primarily them. I thought, oh, this could, uh, this could be something spe- really special. And then I, um, and then I heard one of the songs from it. Should we play, should we play it? I think this is the one, Feel About You, I think. There's two here. Um, and I think this is the one that I heard. Uh, have a listen to this. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. That's, that's the kinks. That's the kinks. That's the kinks. Uh, have a listen to this. And um, let me know what you think. 0344 499 1000. Let's 
um, oh God, I mean, I, 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 I wanna, um, I just, oh, I can't, it's awful. Okay, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely bloody awful. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. And here's the thing. It's about this time of the evening that I start flagging and start feeling a bit nauseous and a bit sick. I mean, how long does how long does this flipping go on for? When do I get back to normal? When do we, we, do we... saying that today for bre- I'm kind of following my body. When my body says it wants something specific to eat, I'm going with it. So today for breakfast, I say breakfast. I'm thinking about it's actually making me nauseous now. But um, breakfast in um, midday. I got up and I went and had the classic hot apple pie custard with ice cream on the top. Then I had a migraine, so I had to sit in my car with the air conditioning on cold because that gets rid of it. Then I went back to bed. Then I had someone come and fix my internet. Jesus. And then I went and had burger and chips. So it was what my body was craving, and I thought I'm just following it. And I had the three drink. Um, the three drink rule was applied: cup of tea, glass of water, and a milkshake. A hot one, a bland one, a fun one. That's um, that's how I that's how I like my women, and that's how I like my drinks, guys. That's how I like my drinks. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You're more than welcome to. Three in four dog owners celebrate their pet's birthday. A poll shows, which I think is um, about right. I forgot to do the cat's birthday this year. That's my bad. She shares birthday with my nephew Dylan. It's March the tw- March the tw- It's one of two. Let's let's go for it. We're going in. We're going in. It's March the 26th. I'm saying it now. It's March the 26th. It may be the 27th. Uh, if my sister's listening, she will either send me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. An angry thumbs down. <laughs> um, but the cat's birthday is the same as Dylan's. Um, the dog's birthday is round about mine. It's June the somethingth. June the somethingth. Um, and of course you celebrate the pet's birthday. That's the whole point of having pets is to celebrate their birthdays. Can you come and see if the air, the AC is on? Because I, this is, is this point in the evening when I get very, very hot and very sweaty and, and, um, start flagging. It's Catherine Boyle, guys. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Is it hot? It's... Was it on hot? It was on, no, it wasn't. It was on 18, maybe. That 18 is hot. Well, it's hotter than 17. I feel movement there. I feel some movement. There. No, come on, please. Is it, is it cooling? Come on. I'm dying here. More ways than one. Waft it. Waft it around. No, it says 32 on the screen. No, it's because I was pressing that. It says 32 when you press it. Don't press that. It says 30 bloody two. Flipping heck. Stay at this place. 
when are we moving to the Sun's uh, luxurious studios? Oh. I don't know. It's almo- almost like um, it's bullshine. I mean, I don't know. Half of them throw a party. Six in ten... Hang on a minute. Three in four dog owners celebrate their pet's birthday. Half of them throw a party. Now, what, what, when you say a party, what do you mean a party? I mean, we don't invite like, other we, other people over, but we'll, we'll you know, we'll might have some crackers or... Boys love crackers. Christmas crackers. The boys... Why, uh, it, why is it just um, Christmas that gets the crackers? It isn't in our house. We save crackers, and, and crackers are... Um, I think we had Easter crackers and birthday crackers. We love crackers in our... Crackers are great, aren't they? Crackers are absolutely brilliant. I love crackers. I love the hats. I love the jokes. I love the trivia. I love the um, uh, plastic fish that tells whether you're fickle or not. Um, I love the little Chinese puzzles that you get. I love the spinning tops. I love the tiny screwdrivers. I love crackers. I'm crackers about crackers, guys. I really am. So three and four dog owners celebrate their pet's birthday. Half of them throw a party. Six in ten sing happy birthday. And the same proportion splash out ten pounds or more on gifts. Well, you know that because you, you you buy a couple of balls and a pulley. That's a tenner easily. Easily, that's a tenner. You get a nice new bowl, or you get some like um, treats, ch- chocolate treats. Of course you do. It's a tenner. See what they like. A cow's hoof. Oh, they love a cow's hoof. A hoof. The hoof. It's um. It's you get a cow's hoof from a cow. It's got like, um, Kath doesn't believe me. This is true, isn't it, guys? You buy a cow's hoof. Because my auntie's got a dog. Is yeah. that one of those things that ends up all like soggy and wet in the corner? Um, is that an ear? The, the, no, I, I've never given the dog an ear. Um, no, it's a cow's hoof. So it's, it's, it's a hoof shape and it's got like bits of meat in it Ugh, from, the cow's, well, from the cow's stump. Disgusting. Oh, look, they lo- I love it. And they will sit there for ages. With their paw- holding it with their paws and licking it out. <laughs> oh God! Just sat there licking out this cow's hoof. L- they love it, getting their snouts up there, their tongues, and then they'll flip it over and they'll just—they are it, it, they it, absolute heaven. And it's a joy to see them licking it out. It's it's it. You get ple- I get pleasure from watching it. So. You know, hours they'll be down there with their snouts in it. Absolute hours. You've got to, you've got to respect the dedication to finishing it off, and they will finish it off. But it will take them about three or four hours to finish it off. They love it. They love it, and I like seeing them licking it out and finishing it off. I it, it, it brings me pleasure. To see them so happy. I mean, it stinks afterwards. Oh, God, it's rotten. You, you touch it, with, like, the, just the tips of your fingers, you touch it. Oh, and get rid of it. Meatloaf, fish cakes, and chicken stew 
are the favoured birthday dishes. Um, the tre- oh, here we go. It's a, it's a, it's a Ponzi um, pet food company. I'm not going to give. I'm not even going to say their name. I don't. I don't. I'm not even going to say their name. I'm going to use their data, but I'm not going to give them the credit for that. So who's who's um, zoom in who? But by the way, if you want me to stop talking this complete and utter drivel, then you you really got to start phoning in, guys. Because the only reason I'm doing this is because there's no phone calls. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, the trends that see this this is now a spokesperson from this posh dog food thing. The trend that sees us treat our dogs more like the rest of our family can sometimes end up in owners indulging their pets with harmful foods such as cake. Some of the crap that people give dogs to eat. We urge all owners to serve up food that's safe and deliciously nutritious from our company. They make a birthday surprise cake. It's actually making me heave. (laughs) Made from fresh cuts of steak along with potatoes, broccoli and herbs. There we go. You could eat if you had to. You could survive on dog food and cat food. Why can't... Here's the thing that, that has always confused me. Why can't cats eat dog food and vice versa? Because, I mean, it's it's just brown, you know. It's just brown, isn't it? It's just a bit of brown. Why... If you... How... If, if I fed my dog cat food, how long until she dies... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, that's what I was going to say an hour ago, and I lost my track of my thoughts. Um, so uh, this, I remember now. Flipping it, I'm all over the shop. Um, so uh, the bank holidays specials. We did the. Uh, remember, I was talking about this about an hour ago, and now I've got it. Now I've got my train of thought back. Right. So we did the um, one caller per hour. Then we did um, the trip down memory lane with um, old people. And the next bank holiday, which I believe is at the end of this month, um, we're going to do a quiz. Like a proper old school quiz. We need to come up with a snappy title. In my head, the way it's going to be is I'm going to set eight questions and you can phone up and answer a question, but you then have to set your own question. It's just for fun. No prizes, just for fun. Just for fun. We'll all be winners because we'll be playing it. Um, and I've always poo-pooed quizzes on the radio, but lots of you have mentioned it recently. And um, you know what? Let's 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 give it a try. It's a, it feels to me a very nineteen eighties old fashioned thing um, to do. It feels a very eighties thing to do. But Beadle did it. Boyd has done it. Uh, you know, the people that I look up to have done it. So we're going to do it. We're going to do a straight quiz on the next bank holiday, which is at the end of this month. I will come in with eight questions and you can, I mean, you can still phone in and chat if you want, but if you're playing the quiz, you've got to set a question. You can answer a question, but you've then got to set a question. I believe the technical term is a rolling quiz. A rolling quiz. Um, so that's what we're we're gonna do. And um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the phones go absolutely mental for that. Because that's the kind of stuff you suckers like, isn't it? Isn't it? Really? Really? I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, so that's what we'll do. And also, 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 while while um, the, the phone lines are dead, um, I will let you know that we are still uh, going ahead with our trip to New York, June the 12th to June the 16th. We will be broadcasting live, um, and some bits pre-recorded, from New York City, NYC, guys. Um, that's what we're going to be doing. We have a wonderful array of guests lined up. John Ronson, Steve Gutenberg, Imani Coppola, Richard Baker, Maybe Stephen Page, um, uh, Maeve Higgins from the Maeve in America podcast, um, Keith and the Girl from the Keith and the Girl podcast. Um, we're still working on Chris Gethard, although he's just had a special go on HBO, so we may never get anywhere near him. Um, and um, a few other people that we're working on, and um, we will uh, once I once I get my strength back, guys, we're going to go straight into finding more people to speak to. It's going to be an action pack. The guy that um, uh, Kramer is based on in um, uh, uh, Seinfeld. All of these people um, we will hopefully have on the show, as well as. Like proper American voices, you know, like, um, you know, we'll, we'll go and do a little vox pop outside Trump Tower and we'll speak to a yellow cab driver. And all, we're, we're going to get loads of voices. It's going to be noisy. Um, it's going to be completely different. I mean, it, 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 I know you kind of like things as they are. Indulge us for a week. It's five shows. It's five shows. So it's going to be completely different from um the way the show is at the moment you'll still be able to phone in for bits of it um but it's not going to be primarily a phone-in show it's it's going to be primarily a travelogue um and uh, but you'll be able to phone in for bits and pieces and and and, you know tell us your stories and we'll still do stupid phone-ins and stuff but that will not be uh the main thrust of the show um if you go to uh, my my youtube channel now has an actual we've got a proper url that is permanent youtube.com slash rabbit hole i think that's it isn't that it yes i think that's it youtube.com slash rabbit hole so if you go there and subscribe all of the videos will eventually um end up there um so so go there we'll still be periscoping stuff we'll still be possibly facebook living stuff we're going to mix it up we're going to be doing uh, the, the as many ways as we can to attract an audience. We're probably going to record a rabbit hole or two out there. And we've decided that we might just do that. Like in, I think like in places like Times Square and public areas, they have like really good Wi-Fi, like really good Wi-Fi, much better than the stuff we get here. So we're going to find somewhere really noisy, like Times Square or a part of Central Park or somewhere. uh, And we're going to record um, some rabbit, uh, one or two rabbit hole episodes there with us just with a laptop and we'll tweet when we're going to do it and it will still be able to Skype and still be able to phone in on the same number. It will still cost you the, the same if it costs you anything. Um, so, so that's our plan. So basically, we are going to be rinsing this week for all it's worth. It's going to be exhausted. I mean, we get there Sunday night and we get to the hotel about 11 o'clock Sunday night. Our first interview is 9 o'clock Monday morning. And and that's kind of the schedule I want us to follow for the entire week. 
You know, we, we go and interview one person. While we're, we're travelling to the next place, we're uploading it to a file that, that Ed can, can get and, and, and play from his end. And th- that's going to be the week. Is It's going to be frantic. It's going to be quite busy for you too, Edward. Thank you. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. What go on, guys? Why you not call me? Why you not call me? Want to call me for sexy time? We have sexy time on the radio, yeah? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. and Cucamonga Sewing Circle Book Review and Timing Association. I think it's the longest. I think it's the longest title. You'd be hard pushed to uh, find... You'd be hard pushed to find a longer title in uh, popular music than that. Now, I'm, I'm recording a show for Radio 4 about Andy Kaufman, one of my absolute heroes. Um, uh, on Thursday, me and Matthew Paris. So, Ian, tell us why you've chosen Andy Kaufman as your important life. Uh, so, doing that, which I'm, I'm thoroughly honoured to be asked to do, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting Matthew Paris. I think it's a really good show, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a huge fan of Andy Kaufman, and I was showing you some of his more ridiculous <laughs> bits and pieces today. Absolutely nuts. So, are you going to just grab? 
Paris round the neck and wrestle him. Well, I, I spoke to the producer today and I did say I was I, I it had crossed my mind to sit there and just nod or shake my head and not say anything for the entire 30 minute recording i said but you know as a tribute to kaufman because that's probably what he would have done or at the ver- at the most mumbled uh-huh. uh uh but I, th- I thought better of it but i will be i will be telling matthew paris that was my plan mm-hmm. uh, and I, I mean i love the guy and i've got i've got so many bootleg dvds of all these tv appearances and i just i just can't stop watching him there's a brilliant bit where he's he's doing um uh he's doing like stand up in a club and it's on tv and he's doing the same routine he's been doing for years and years and he was kind of tired of it and halfway through it this guy in the audience starts heckling him and starts doing the routine at the same time. And he's going, can you just stop? Yeah, OK, Kaufman, we've seen this a million times and you're going to do the thank you very much and then you're going to go and do the Elvis. And we've, said, we've seen it a million times and it's boring. And it got really, really tense. And in the corner, you see some kerfuffle. Now, the kerfuffle that was going on is, bizarrely, um, Pat Benatar's uncle, you know, the singer Pat Benatar, mm-hmm. her uncle was there. He's also a cop. And he was going for his gun to um, to have a go at this heckler, who, of course, was, was Andy Kaufman's mate. Ah. And he was going for his gun. And I think he was sat with the manager of the club. And the manager of the club kind of went, they're doing a piece. <laughs> and he puts the gun away. Wow. And it's, it's incredible. And, it was, and it's so tense because, of course, no one in the audience knew that this was a setup, and that it, and he's he's destroying him, and Kaufman is is crushed, you know, he's on stage, and he's absolutely crushed by this. Yeah, it's agonising. Oh yeah, and the audience, but the audience thought it was all genuine. But you showed me bits earlier on, and oh. I kind of was waiting because I knew the general vibe yeah. of Kaufman, so I was thinking. But even though I knew that it was probably a thing he was doing, I yeah. couldn't be sure. And there were moments where it was just his—you fa- can't take your eyes off his face. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wonderful. Here's the thing: if you're watching um, a Kaufman thing and you're wondering, is this real? The answer is no. It, it's never real. It's never real. I mean, he would, uh, you know, he would. It's, it's, there's there's footage of him. He'd, he'd um, go on stage and eat some ice cream, and then he had a boil on his neck, and he would uh, people would queue up and he'd say, "Can you come and touch my boil?" And people ah. would come and touch his boil, and and that was his twenty minute set, and he'd go. It was the bit, the first one you showed me where he was waiting to sing like one line in the Mighty Mouse song, oh, right? God, it's just but even though that's all he was doing, that's yeah. all he was doing. That wasn't all yeah. he was doing. From the tips of his fingers, yeah. he's completely controlling your eyes, completely all the time. Oh, he's 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 so in control, and um. I mean, my favourite, favourite thing is him miming to Old MacDonald. Oh, and it's not on YouTube. It's on Vimeo and a few other things, I think. And it's just because it's so charming. Anyway, I tweeted that I'm doing this thing. And, and Dennis LaCorrier, friend of the show, of course, the, the, the fantastic singer, voice of Doctor Hook and, and, and many so, wonderful solo albums, then just tweets, um, where is his, his tweet gone? Saw Andy perform live a couple of times. Sorry? What? You did what? And I just tweeted him going, wow, that's incredible. And he goes, in his early days, his bits were sweet and endearing. Then came the bad boy wrestling persona and Tony Clifton, all genius. Tony Clifton is, he's, you've not seen Tony Clifton? No. Yeah, Tony Clifton. Yeah, volaring, wow. And he'd come out. Well, like a this... bad Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volaring, wow, 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 wow. Hey, what you looking at, you schmuck? Hey, 
<laughs> really obnoxious, misogynistic, right. sweary, fat, has-been lounge singer. Okay. Um, and, and it was him, of course. And at the start, not anyone knew it was him, and he would go and do gigs in secret. And then as it came on, people realised it was... He was... Um, he was Andy Kaufman, but then what they didn't realise there are there are also concerts where Andy Kaufman is uh, the, sorry where Tony Clifton is performing, and people are going oh this is brilliant this is Andy Kaufman's Tony Clifton it's brilliant, but but Kaufman got bored really easily so there's some brilliant footage there's loads of it the times it is towards the end where Clifton will be singing and he go right I want to bring out someone I think he's an asshole. Ah. <laughs> He's been trading on my name. It's uh, Andy Kaufman. And then Kaufman will come out. Oh, wow. Because his partner, Bob Smuda, learnt how to do a spot-on impression of Tony Clifton. And people will be like, what is this? So who, who's this guy I've been watching? It would be like Borat on stage going, yeah. and here's, here's Sasha Baron Cohen, and Sasha walks out. It's that kind of thing. People will just be like, well, hang on, but this is everything I've believed. And this is the thing with Kaufman. Everything you think you know is is untrue. Thing is, now nowadays we're geared towards looking for the catch all the time. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. were green audiences in comparison, weren't they? These were audiences that were used to having it all laid out. We were watching him on uh, what was that show? Uh, what, God, his name's completely gone out of my head. Um, uh, David Letterman. Letterman, right? So with Letterman, you think safe pair of hands. He's kind of warm. He's a little bit, you know, of a Mickey taker. But yeah. you know what's coming with Letterman? It's going to be kind of yeah. Steady. And Kaufman comes on, and Letterman doesn't know what no, he's going to do. No, and and uh, David Letterman speaks very fondly of of his days with with um, with Andy Kaufman and how he would get flack from the network, but he just said it was just it was just a joy to sit back and watch him do his thing, and you didn't know what he was going to do, you and it was see, wonderful. But you can see him doing that; he's yeah. enjoying it as much as the audience is. Yeah, it's 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 just. Um, it, it, it's... That bit with the wrestler, though, I thought the wrestler was a brilliant actor because yeah, I, yeah, I thought Lawler. that he was. I thought he was going to flatten him at one point. There's a brilliant, there's a wonderful thing, and I don't think you can get it on DVD. Andy Kaufman live at Carnegie Hall, and it was like his big thing to play there. And it's it's a huge. I don't know how Carnegie Hall's two three thousand people, and um, he does the act, and it's 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 a wonderful. Uh... Oh, there there there! I had heard that, Dennis. Dennis reminds me. Ever hear about the show where he told the crowd he had to mind his nan, but she would just sleep in her wheelchair at the back of the stage? <laughs> I ha- I did know this. So she's got this old woman who's asleep at the back of the stage for the whole show. Uh, and then at the end, takes off a wig and it's Robin Williams. just been sat there. <laughs> but at the end of the Carnegie Hall, and this is famous, and other people try to ape it, and it's just, you can't because it was just done so beautifully. In front of 2,000 people, he says, right, well, that's the end of the show. Um, but if you all go out to the parking lot, we've got buses... And I'm going to take you all and buy you milk and cookies. And he does. And he takes the entire audience to down to the other side of town to like a milk and cookie shop. And he buys them all milk and cookies. Like 2,000 people. But at that time, they must be thinking, oh, this is going to be another Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he takes them down and he buys them milk and cookies. Brilliant. And basically, all the money he made from the show went on milk and cookies (laughs) and the buses because he just loved the gag so much. And it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And it's just... uh, And it is. And and I got into him via... And this is how I got into kind of Jim Carrey, via the Jim Carrey film, Man on the Moon. Because the R.E.M. song, of course, is is about Andy Kaufman. And and then they made the film. And it is... uh, um, Having now seen hours of Andy Kaufman, Jim Carrey does him spot on. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a. Re- I've got it on DVD. I'll lend it to you. It is. 
it, it, some bits of it are exaggerated, of course, as they do in all of these films, but most of it is spot on, and it really is just... It, uh, um, what's his name? I've forgotten I've forgot his name. The, 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 uh, Jim Carrey. Mm. He, he does it brilliantly. He plays it brilliantly. And on YouTube, they're, they're, they put, like, comparing Jim Carrey with the actual scene that he's ripping off, and it's spot on. It's a joy. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, the, the Andy Kaufman live at Carnegie Hall is not available on DVD. But ladies and gentlemen, the whole thing is up on uh, is up on. I've got it on VHS somewhere. The whole thing is up on YouTube. Allow me to tweet that. That is my gift to you. Enjoy. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Cleo. Hello, board. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you very much indeed. Marvelous. It's just a thank you for the weekend. It was cool. Um, you. We've worked out who you remind us of. Uh, one of the Ewoks. No. 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 Someone, no, no, oh no, don't be so hard on yourself. No, no, no. Oh no, I just uh, did. You ever watch He Man and the Masters of the Universe? Ram Man, ladies and gentlemen, you reminded us of <laughs> the Ram Man from <laughs> He Man and Masters of the Universe. <laughs> That's a good one. I've had that. I've had Gimli. Who's Gimli? Of um, Lord of the Rings. I've never never seen that rubbish. Little man. With oh the no, Cat Ka- said that one. Yep, Cat said that one. Yeah, yes. see, but uh, you know, I don't mind. That's how I look. But yeah, it was cool. I'm glad. Hey, listen, man. It was nice to meet you, and um, uh, it was nice to meet loads of. Who is the young lady who was there who tweets us? But she didn't say Emma. Hey, you didn't, why didn't she? I said hello to her on the way yeah. in. She didn't say hello to me. What's her problem? No, I said hello to her. Yeah, but no, but no, but I, I, she didn't say hello to me. Yeah, but I said hello to her. No, I know, but she didn't say hello she to didn't me. Really, say hello to me only What's when I said hello. What's her beef? She's got shy beef. What did you, uh, <laughs> doesn't sound right, does it? No, it doesn't, does it? Uh, well, I was because I saw her and I recognise her. Very rarely do I recognise people from Twitter, but I recognise her and yeah. I saw because she was sat to the left. I thought, oh, say hello, and she bugged off. I'm always recognising people from Twitter. It frightens them. Uh, good, yes. good, good old turnout. Wapco was there. Radamphi was there. Um, Dom was there. Now I've started listing people. I've got to list them all. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Um, lot of, l- fella whose wife don't like me was there. Um, that, John, uh, John, and and Dan. I think as well was another. John was with two. Another John. John and John were there. Um, loads of nice people from. T- anyway, it was. It was. It was. It, everyone who came. I hope people enjoyed it. Um, we had the time of our lives. It sounds absolutely brilliant on the recording. It was nice to see Space Witch, wasn't it? Um, it was nice to see Space Witch, but I didn't know that was Space Witch. No, it was only afterwards put two she, together. We saw her in Costa, didn't mm-hmm. we? She should have said, "I'm um, Space." Well, for goodness sakes, guys! If you got, if you're not gonna c- come up and give me your, I don't want your real names. I want your Twitter names. That, <laughs> just come and go. Hello, I'm Space Witch. Oh, all right, I know who you are. Right? <laughs> oh, Geeky Girl was there as well. Remember? Uh, Geeky Girl was there. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. there. And so were many, 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 many tens of other people. Lots and lots of our Twitter hits. Yes, it was nice. It was. Uh, I hope people enjoyed themselves. They were all very, very nice people. Well, mm, they were. Well, they, very, very they nice. were actually. It was a very warm, loving atmosphere. I like that yeah, place. Yeah, I loved it in there. It's like, it's, it's like a very cosy feel. To Did it. you see Jimmy Savile's totem poles? I missed. No, I didn't see it. You were lucky didn't because see they were they were round the back. They what were. did it look like? Like totem poles, like you know, poles with um, oh, anim- like actual totem poles. Yeah. No, like reference to Jimmy Savile on them. Or... No animal faces. Ugh. Because apparently well, he lived on the top floor there. Did he? Mm-hmm. Affleck's Palace, yeah. Oh, 
exactly. Feels quite dirty now. Yes. Um, I was just thinking. Yes. Do you know when you were a kid, right, and you, you played with your mates? Um, yeah, I remember those you, days. Yes, and you played, like, armies and yes. cowboys. Did you play anything, like, oh. similar to that, but, like, TV-based? Well, we played the like A-team. The played the A-team yeah, a lot. I was. I was um, always yes. Hannibal because I had um, black plastic gloves. So I would pretend I, I, I was him and smoking the cigar. <laughs> the age of nine. Like played Doctor Who um, a little bit, but that was a bit trickier to kind of get off the ground as a game. Oh, do you know we played Go on. the adventure game? Oh yeah, because they had like a sort of um, a vortex. Yeah, they had a vortex marked out on the playground. Did you have a vortex in your playground? Yeah, we didn't. Kinda. I think it was probably a basket, not basketball, no. netball. Did... But we didn't ever play netball at that time. No. We just used to go and along did, the did lines. Did you anywhere near fields? Yes. Because we used to play. Um, oddly enough, uh, Last of Us were wine. Oh, that is awesome. Now that is a so st- that, what, what, you as kids. <laughs> Jesus, that's <laughs> terrible. Boring round here, man. And uh, the Munch Bunch, we climbed trees and pretended to be sort of cartoon fruit. fruit. <laughs> the Munch yeah. Bunch have found a home. The Munch Bunch Tell you are not alone. Our favourite <laughs> garden. <laughs> Then there was the Garden Gang, that was kind of the rivals. Yeah. The Garden Gang was written by a kid, wasn't it? I don't yes. know. Yeah. Do you think they're related to the, um, what was them peas called? Poddington Peas. Poddington. The Poddington Peas. Yes. Down at the bottom of... The... Anyway, we're going into kids' TV. No, and I, we, we will for a bit longer, because I'm the only person that remembers, as well as Big John, Little John. I wonder if there's mm. the, the theme tune for Big John, Little John is... Uh, no. Big John, Little John... Whoa, Big John, Little John, full episodes. Hang on a second. Hang I don't even know what that was. Hang up, Big John, Little John, what a way. This is how I remember the theme tune, and we're going to hear it. I've not heard the theme tune for about 40 years. I remember Johnny Briggs. Shut that up, shut up. Uh... I'm going to sing... No, shut up. I'm going to sing the theme <laughs> tune, and then we're going to listen to it. We're going to see how close we are. I've not heard it in about 40 years. Yes, yes. Big John, little John, what a way to learn. Big John, little John. Okay. Here we go. Here's the Big John, little John opening theme. Here we go. Let's see see what this sounds like. Big John has a problem, as you can plainly see. One minute he's 40, the next he's 33. Big John keeps a changing before your very eyes. He's 25 and then 19, then 12 years old inside. Here we go. Big John, little John, what a way to grow. Big John, little John, from high to low. Big John found the fountain of youth. He drank a little drink. And that magic water is the thing that made him shrink. Now, even when he's little John, he never knows just when. Zap, so change and rearrange, and he's Big John again. Wow. That was a nice tune. Ladies and gentlemen, I was not, f- I was pretty spot on with that. You I was pretty spot thought. on with that. Wow. That's tomorrow sorted. That's tomorrow sorted. Me sat in Costa watching Big John, Little John. What a way to grow.
sport. Billy theme tune was excellent. Okay, we are now going into kids TV shows. So you go. Um, that was good. That was. Um, I don't remember that at all. Big John, little John. I mean, it doesn't have the full um, uh, episodes like it claims it does. It just has the um, theme tune, which is is is. Actually... It's fun, but not satisfying. No. Satisfying. No. Um, no, no full episodes. Hang on a second. Let me just. These are alternate opening titles. Hang on. No. No. Okay. Well, it turns out we'll not be watching. Hang on a minute. We, 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 do you remember this? While we're doing it, let's do. It. Let's let's go down. And go. there'll be more from the Ponderosa Ranch in Bonanza on Wednesday morning at yes, eleven fifty. Not this. This. In 25 minutes here on BBC One, the midday news. But now, wait till your father gets home. <laughs> <Yes>. Remember this? <laughs> I love my mom and dad and my brother too And the groovy way we get along Every time the slightest little thing goes wrong Mom starts to sing this familiar song Wait till your father gets Until your father gets Wait till your father gets home your father gets until your father gets wait till your father gets home see what i mean wait till your father gets home we know that's the um the 70s version of american dad i believe yeah um, the same voice for the mum. It's, it's the same voice, isn't it? Oh, them? Peter! Here's the thing, right? Everyone talks about the the olden days and how wonderful old television programs. They're crap. Oh, they are crap. Most there's one or two exceptions. Generally, the exceptions. Are the I ones dream that of genie. Rubbish. Bewitched. Rubbish. Both of those helped me learn French. Ru- what? Mm. Because when I lived there, I yes. would watch them, and yes. I was so familiar with them in English. That I could watch them in Sexy. French. The two sexiest women on, on television, pretty much. And they're very ever. similar looking women. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, yeah, yes, blonde, svelte. And... Slightly upturned noses. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Master. What can I do for you, Master? Oh, certainly, Master. And then sometimes she'd get in a mood, wouldn't she, and go and in a bottle? She'd go in a bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, two very, very sexy um, magic women. But... Was there an evil gene? There was, wasn't there? I think there probably was. Yeah, yeah they probably, used to. They're, they're, they're probably... Yes, Master. Certainly, Master. I, I liked her outfit, but it was um, Samantha for me. Was just but but evil Samantha. Her her uh, she had a rock and roll um, cousin um, who that for had me, a black wig. Yeah, <laughs> that for me was. Um, was it Serena? Was that her name? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? It might as well be. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I don't... Oh, God, we are, um... Oh, let's do it. We, we're, we're doing it. We might as well. Do you remember, you remember this one? Of course. Everyone remembers this. Remember this? La, 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 la,
La 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 la. And the black kid. The black kid, his real name is James Bond the third. La 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 la. La 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 la. They were like a cool, famous five, weren't they? They were an American famous five, and they had a black um, gentleman, James Bond III, as Doc. He wore glasses, yes, he was the brains. Uh, and there was the, the cute little girl, and there was also a cute little kid. And they would um, go off and solve crimes, and I believe get kidnapped at various stages. But rubbish! Mm-hmm. But it was rubbish! Where the hell were their parents? Exactly. Uh, kids, kids shows these days, I think, are infinitely... Well, better. apart from Grandpa in My Pocket, that's perfect. Well, no, that's right. But fi- kids' films are definitely better. The, the hit rate of kids' films that are good compared to when I was a kid in the 70s. I mean, some of the crap I saw in the 70s, The Devil and Max Devlin, flip it with Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. I mean, for goodness, I went to the pictures to see that. Rubbish. The, the hit rate, you'd get like maybe one out of ten films would be great in the 70s and 80s for kids. Now, it's like um, seven out of ten are great. The thing is, there wasn't the amount of choice. So, you know, it'd be a rare thing. If I was around my grandma's, say, we didn't sit and watch television, like, all day long, apart from on the weekends. Occasionally, there'd be something on, and, yeah. the, and you would, it would be an appointment to view, and you'd be like, right, there's a kid's film on. But other than that, around my grandma, she always had, like, musicals on and stuff. And I, I was reminded today, I was watching a thing about Natalie Wood. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, that's what that was. I had this memory of watching a film, and it was a bit cheeky. It was about a stripper. Oh. And it was Gypsy, which is a really famous yep. musical. And I remember that because I remember playing. Can't call it Gypsy now. If you want to get it on DVD, it's called Traveller. <laughs> I remember call. I remember playing Gypsy with my Cindy's. <laughs> they were stripping off. Wowzers! Wowzers! Because you, we would watch that, and I'd watch, you know, West Side Story, or you know, yeah. these things with tap dancing sailors on that my grand used to absolutely adore. And that's a big is, part of my that's, childhood. That's gone. There is no um, the, the, the kids sat around on a Sunday afternoon after lunch watching a grown-up film. Yeah. You know, there is none of that. And occasionally, I, 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 I've not done it for a while actually, but I remember sitting down and watching a Marx Brothers film with the boys, and they kind of found it a bit a bit dull they like bits of it but they found it a bit dull which but they're used to having stuff on tap now yeah you know there's always children's programs available we had to wait didn't we and we and yeah and we indulged that thing of uh, uh, me not quite so much i uh, i if i'm watching something that is child appropriate and they all come home from wherever it is they've been i will keep watching that Thing. I mean, generally, I, recently I've been watching Better Call Saul or, you know, documentaries like so Tower. So not so much, right. So then I can't, I've got to stop it quite quickly. Um, but if I'm watching a film that this is, that, that, where the, the swear and the swears and violence and sex are, are pretty low down, uh, then I'll, I'll keep watching it. And, but the, my wife is kind of a bit more, okay, well, let's, let, let's watch some kids stuff. But then they that. get used to having the control of the TV, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And they don't really watch it. My kids put the TV on and then they're swanning off to getting other things, you know? Yeah, yeah, Which is yeah. a good thing, actually. I don't want them sitting watching the telly all day. 
Quiet on the phones tonight, Kath. It is a bit, isn't well, it? Yati, thanks at all. Etsy Ketsy, why is that, do you think? Any reason? Any reason? No, I don't I'm not know. worried by it at all. Just one of those days. It's one of those days when nobody wants to call in. Screw you guys, <laughs> stick it up your bum, don't call in. If you don't want to call in. Here we go. Now, I'm bringing, um, I'm making tea sexy again. You're bringing tea back. Yeah. But um, just as I'm going off coffee. See, I want to feel my throat feels really constricted, like, and it's making me want to puke. Mm. This is not, um, and my stomach feels nauseous. Yes, this is it's not bouncing good. up, is it? This is not good. Uh, this is not good. This is not good. And this is what I'm like pretty much the whole day. But after talking for two and a half hours, it gets worse. Right. Well, you need to speak to a doctor. I don't want to go to because the doctor. I didn't pass my exams. I don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah. I know, but you. You should check and see if this is normal and, if so, how long you can expect to feel like this. Face the day with a tasty Snappuccino. He says ignoring. Um, Snappuccinos have become the hottest new way for selfie fans to see their mug shots. Oh, stop it. Coffee lovers will soon be sipping a brew with their face in the froth. In the latest cafe trend... They can also get pictures of Hollywood favourites such as Marilyn Monroe, Kim Kardashian, and they're just listing people now. Here's the thing. I loved the backlash against Kim Kardashian because she posted a picture of her ass that hadn't been touched up and people saw what it really looked like, which yeah. is a big bum that's got cellulite on. Right? Which it's is, a woman's bum. Which is Well, fine. actually, it's a bum that's been messed about with. And Look, I don't mean like Kanye. that. <laughs> I don't mean like that. You know, it's clear that that's not a natural bum. Safe sex. Um, and um, and so everyone... She's got a bolt-on bum, I'm going to say it. She, so, and everyone... I mean, I never found... I don't find her particularly attractive. I, mean, she's I think she's got face, a beautiful face. But I, I, that shape I, doesn't work for me. Um, but, but, but everyone was, you know, this is a fantastic, she's a real woman, she's got a real arse. And, and then they saw a picture of her on the on the holiday in a bikini where the picture hadn't been airbrushed to, to within an inch of its life. Uh, and people could see the the wobbles and the ripples and the dips and the things that, that, that are there. And there was a huge backlash saying, this is outrageous, you've disappointed me, we, th- we thought you were something special and... You, you... What, did, what did you expect? And it just goes to show how... Um, the, 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 what was the word I'm The thing about? is, none of these women who are... or, or anyone who's having a go at her for her bum not being what they thought it was going to be. I've got anything like a bum like that. No, but they are... Um, but they've been pray. I mean, it just shows what stupid idiots they are for well, worshipping no, someone's backside. No, I see, I don't think it is stupidity. I think it shows how... Um, um, I keep going, heading towards the word vulnerable. It's not quite the right word. But how gullible... Mm. Uh, that's better. How gullible people are and people believe the pictures that they see in okay and hello and heat and all of these magazines they believe them as being a real picture with maybe a little bit of magic but they believe it to be a real picture and then when they see an undoctored photograph the the difference between the undoctored the reality and the uh, the the fantasy that was put out there is is incredible that's what they're angry about they realize they made a mistake yeah it's not her fault Everybody who looks hot in magazines 
it, it, it's weird. Um, I've always found Pixie Lot to be very hot. I find Pixie Lot and pictures quite sexy and quite um, curvy and, you know, attractive. But she was on TV at the weekend. And I didn't rec- I did not recognise her. And again, TV, it's still kind of fake because they've got a lot of makeup on. And, you know, but I didn't recognise her. She, she looked quite, and I don't, this is going to sound disparaging. I don't mean it to be. She looked quite plain and a bit too skinny, I thought. Which doesn't, and there's more pictures of her in the papers today looking curvaceous and, and, and womanly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The, the, the difference between the airbrush photographs where there is more control and the TV pictures where there's still an element of control, but the difference is incredible. And even so, I'm getting sucked in with it. I think I'm media savvy. I get sucked in by these pictures. I remember when I first started watching, and this is one of my guilty pleasures. Um, America's Next Top Model. Another one of these things I used to watch when I was very pregnant and I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, but I've continued watching. And I remember thinking, gosh, so these girls have got... This is an amazing thing. I couldn't work out how it was that I was looking at one girl with no makeup on on TV and seeing that she was just like a 17-year-old like, walking down the street and I couldn't see what they were seeing in her and how she would look amazing in these finished photographs. And I, and I knew that the makeup artists had done... Yep. And it is art. You know, it's amazing what they can do. They can sculpt your face in a way that does shows up on the camera. If you walk down the street like that, you look ridiculous. It's like, you know... It's just theatrical makeup. But they did this amazing job. But I could never work out the difference. And then, then we became more savvy about airbrushing. And it's quite clear they see someone who has got the potential to be able to be manipulated in mm. that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 that has become commonplace now. I mean, even on our smartphones now, you know, people taking selfies of themselves. Put it through a filter. I put mine through a filter on Twitter because, uh, you know, it looks better. Everyone does it, even to a small extent. Put it through a filter. Oh, three, four, 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 we've nine, nine, one thousand. We've forgotten what we really look like. Uh, we have. Anyway, words as well as pictures can be printed in just 10 seconds using liquid coffee extract. The idea has already taken off with first-class passengers on Lufthansa flights and with spectators at Wimbledon. It has also been rolled out in stores across the US, South Korea, China, Singapore and Israel and is set to hit the UK within weeks. Um, I don't know whether I'd want to drink my own face. Um, British coffee sales. <laughs> right. Flipping egg. 1997, 20 years ago, 137 million quid. Yeah. This year, 3.4 billion. Of course. If we'd told ourselves back then that people would be going to, to drive-thrus for cups of coffee. Uh, Ridiculous. Coffee has had some excellent PR. Well, guys, I'm bringing tea back. It's tea's turn. It's tea's turn. It's tea time with Ian Lee. Ian T. Tea time. Make it work. Um, English Ian Lee, sponsored by tea. Uh, Tea of the week, English breakfast. Classic. Classier, more flavoursome, much more golden and rich than your your bog standard builders, which I'm not knocking. Great teas, but the English breakfast really is. It's a very simple yet delightful, friendly cup. Come home to tea. That's what I'm saying. Tea is tea time. It's tea time. It's tea time. Stop. It's tea time. Stop. It's tea time. Come home to tea. You know you want it. That's a bit. No. Well, tea. Anyone for tea? With me, Ian Lee. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. When did I do a me lovey long time oriental voice? You did at the top of the last hour, I think. What did I say? Uh, I can't remember. You were trying to get them to call you up. Oh, okay. No, no, it's fine. 
fine. But that guy's still a cock. Yes. <laughs> he's still a cock. I think he's proven it several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah give him a second chance and he's and, and he's a bellend. Speaking of which, Paul, you're only allowed one call, mate. Okay, I think quickly... No, 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 no. You're only allowed one call. I think two... No, calls. you're gone. He's, only, he's one call, Paul. We called him one call, Paul, for a reason. He's one call, Paul. That's it. There's no more calls. Where is all this calling in? There's one call, Paul. Does my nutting. We've had complaints. And you know me, I like to listen to the complaints. Yeah, absolutely. Where's um, the thing? So, um, funerals are the place to go if you want to have a laugh these days. Oh. Must have missed the memo of the ones I've been to. Sombre funerals in churches with with tearful mourners dressed in black are dying out, researchers found. Well. From fancy dress. No. I like when I go to a funeral, I go as fancy dress. I go in fancy dress as a mourner. Yeah, I go as someone who's being respectful. To novelty coffins, kiss coffins. You can get kiss coffins, kiss caskets. Google kiss caskets. You can get them shaped like, um, there's one, I can't remember where it is. Is it Cuba? Somewhere like that where you can get them... In the shape of, like, uh, pineapples. You can have whatever you want. Of course you can. Of course you can. Kiss coffins. Go on. Classy, huh? Kiss caskets. Yeah. It's classy. Oh, my. Yeah. People, some people have been buried in those things. Well, it looks like Gene Simmons keeps his beers in one. Yep, yep. That's what... Yep. The modern funeral is much more like a celebration. Uh, the survey revealed that most adults believe funerals should be more upbeat, with many preferring to have a party afterwards rather than a wake. Recent unusual funerals include a funeral director dressed as Darth Vader. <laughs> Another featured mourners dressed as Superman, Batman and Robin. No, no, no. Silly. This is, this is, um, this is incorrect data. This is wrong. This is wrong. This, is not, this should not be happening. I mean, have a laugh. Got a few good laughs at my, um, at my dad's funeral. I wish I'd taped it because I, I was, it's a good performance. My dad does a good uh, speech at a funeral. But don't dress up as Batman. No need for that. One Only Fools and Horses fan was given a Del Boy-style standoff when they propped... No. Send-off, you mean? Send-off. When they propped the coffin against a bar... Oh, no. Then opened the bar and pushed the coffin through. Luckily, I just made that bit up. Oh, but, I was going to say. But it was given a Del Boy-style send-off, complete with his coffin arriving in a yellow three-wheeled Reliant Robin. As well as this, more and more send-offs are so-called destination funerals, which don't take place in churches. There are no legal restrictions on where a funeral can be held. Um, more than one in ten of the cops' funeral directors have been asked for a ceremony overseas... And a similar proportion have had requests ranging from sports venues and local beauty spots to parks, but and tourist attractions. But the, the funeral, but they're not buried there though. They just have the service, mm, and they all go off and get cremated. Mm-hmm. So you could have it. You could have it anywhere. I went to a funeral of um, oh. my friend's husband, and they had it in this glade in the middle of the forest. I think it was up at Ashridge. Can we do one here? Can it was we get beautiful? Can we do a funeral in here one night? Get the coffee. You can sit, put the coffin up there. What, stand it up like Dracula's? We, yeah, it won't be we open. It'll be flat. All right, well, we can put it on, uh, we can put it on the, sofa. the sofa. And we could do a funeral. I would genuinely, that would be, that would be groundbreaking radio mm. to have a funeral 
live, live on uh, talk radio. That mm. would be something to okay. uh, tell the kids about. Evening, Jamie. Uh, good evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm uh, feeling a little bit nauseous, if I'm completely honest. Oh, well, but I kind of know how you feel. I've been a bit low for most of the day, but uh, listening to you this evening has certainly cheered me up. You've oh. been on fire despite the cool drought. That, well, no, I don't, hey, listen, I, I, when we get loads of calls, I do the show for free. When we don't get many calls, that's when I earn my money. But I just, I've just got this low-level <laughs> nausea, Jamie, that I've, I've had for the last two weeks, and I just can't seem to shake it. Well, it's that lingering, isn't it, from the tonsillitis, I would imagine. Yeah, it is, and I, and I, I just wish it would go away. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. What you yeah, got for us? What you got for us, Jamie? Well, I mean, I, ju- I just wanted to say it's, it's a great show, and uh, oh. I nearly rang in at the top of the hour because you played the um, Azuzo Cucamonga track. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, of course, that is a Jack Benny connection, isn't it? Go on, give me the Jack Benny connection. Well, um, there was a running gag in his show, uh, which Mel Blank, the train announcer, he used to say, um, call, uh, pl- a train leaving on track five, Azusa, you know, the the thing. And oh. I'm Azusa Cucamonga. That was a Jack Benny oh, gag. Oh, I was unaware of that. Yeah, that is a very famous long-running gag. And, and, of course, the gag was that the stations were so far away, it was ridiculous. Well, there you go, you see. That's, uh, we, you, that we, we are here on this planet, Jamie, to ga- gather one piece of new information every day, and there's mine. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Nice one, man. Take care. Let's go to uh, Habiba. Hello, Ian. I just wondered if you needed any uh, supplies for your funeral. Well, I need a stiff. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you needed a coffin or... Um, well, know. here's the thing. When I get buried, because coffins are expensive, right? A, cu- a couple of grand, right? Well, they're not. What? But you get charged that. Yeah, exactly. You come to me and I'll give you one wholesale. Do you only do Muslim funerals? No, we help. Well, generally, yes, but, I, but me and my dad, and because we've got lots of... Uh, a, a mixture in our family. We do. We help everyone. I want a humanist one. No, I don't. I want a proper full-on Christian one. I want full. I want the full-on because you know I'm very religious, Catherine. Uh. I want the full-on Christian wrath of God. I want all of that Whatever stuff. Whatever you want, I can put you in touch with the right. Person. But, uh, but here's the thing, right? Because I think coffins are a waste of money, and they, and when when it's when it's mum or dad or nana, you think, well, do you know what? Let's just go. Let's let's just get the best with with all the brass handles. Let's, let's do it. Because you only do this once, and she was my favourite mum. Let we go do cardboard. Yeah, go I want to. I want to go for cardboard. What for's that? Quite F- Fifty quid. Uh, yeah, they charge a bit more than that, but yeah. But you might I as mean, well if it's going to get burned. Get you a normal coffin. Yeah. For hundred and twenty pound. I've been. You don't get charged that. You get charged a lot more than that. Can I? Can I? Can you get it for me now, and I'll keep it in the garage. Oh God. Yeah, if you want it. But you make sure you, you, I would, I'd lay it down. Don't stand it up because uh, it might start to, you know, warp and go a funny shape. Oh, I've been to a couple of funerals where they had, like, wicker baskets. And I thought it was yeah. beautiful, actually. And then I realised that in my house, that's where I keep my CDs in, like, these wicker baskets. And I can't look but at my CDs now. Because they're handmade. Hmm. Now, if you're going to be buried, then it's it, it, great. Go for it. But if you're going to uh, be cremated, then no point, you know, is go for cardboard. No, you might as well, exactly. Is it? Now, well, listen. We saw Danny Baker the other day doing a show, and he was he told us about a con that he found, where um, his uncle's his, his dad, yeah, his uncle, his dad went round the back during the cremation, 
um, and sort of disappeared for an hour or so. And he found that the undertakers were um, all of the the handles and stuff that, that, that they were unscrewing the handles and all the metalwork so yeah, that they could right. sell them on again. Do they do that? Uh, well, well, no, because the thing is, uh, some you can't put. You don't really want to put all of that stuff in the cremate uh, uh, in the cremator. So if they're plastic, they'll melt. Most right. most of those handles are plastic. Oh. But if they're brass, then you don't want to put it in the cremator. It's just a waste of time. But but but, so but, but them off. yeah, but th- surely they would then take them off and they should give them back to the family. Oh come on! Who wants a coffin handle? Oh, if you've paid for it, how how much extra for me to get some nice brass co- uh, co- uh, coffin handles? I don't know, but a bit. Five hundred. Five hundred. Oh, less than that. Maybe less than that. 300. All right, so 300 quid, right? So I've bought those handles for 300 quid. I want them. I don't want you guys to keep them. But if you were burying them, would you, uh, at the graveside, then go, oh, hold a minute, let me just get out the screwdriver, take uh, out the handles and all the other little bits and pieces I on there? I probably would, actually, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For 300 quid, I would, yes. Well, then, I, I suggest, if you told me that as, as your funeral director, yeah. I would suggest to you that you don't go for such an expensive coffin. Okay, I, I just, I mean, why do I even need a coffin? Do you need a coffin these days? Can you well, not- yes, because it, well, you have to be transported from A to B in, uh, uh, well, from the hospital on a stretcher, but to the cemetery, you need to be in some kind of, I was going to say bucket, that's the wrong a word. Bucket, well, container. Bu- a, a wheelbarrow, <laughs> just wheel them in. Uh, no, you can't, because the thing is, you're not allowed to, um expose human remains to the public well you are but in their window but in america in america open caskets all the way isn't it oh yeah i mean we do open viewings all the time that's not a problem that's in an enclosed space yeah they're only open when you're indoors why can't they do like great big tupperware that you can reuse burp it (laughs) there is there is there is it's called a shell in the trade and that's used mainly uh for coroner's cases so if someone i don't know has been murdered or is in a bad way or something like that They'll pick up the person and put it in a shell. Oh, my. Um, and this fancy dress stuff at, at funeral, that's, just, that's yeah. just wrong. That's wrong. Uh, we've done a couple like that uh, for friends. Uh, where one, they, they, It wasn't like they turned up in clown suits, but everyone was instructed to wear very bright colours. No. Hey. Men turned up in bright coloured suits no. with... Well, yeah. get this. My hats and stuff. When my friend died, we got a, a message through saying that she didn't want anyone wearing black and we all had to wear red. We, she wanted us to wear bright, bright colours, especially red. I turned up. I was quite pregnant, so I had like a few sort of maternity dresses and I was wearing really bright <laughs> colours, right? I was thinking, this is good because I haven't got anything black to put on, really. Turned up at the church. I was probably the only one who'd observed her rule. Everyone else was wearing black, and I thought, you kids. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. So you're right. Be a traditionist. I mean, the other common thing is when a young person uh, dies or has, been, or has been murdered, is everyone turns up in a T-shirt with that person's face on it. Yes, I know, I know my friend Scott has um, printed those T-shirts. Have you, but I've got my. to go. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. That's it, dear listener. That is your lot. Um, back tonight at 10 with uh, Mr. Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze. Um, and uh, I only want calls from robots, please. Do go and download the podcast from wherever you see fit. Um, iTunes is a good place or your usual podcast provider, of course. Back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Election 2017. Join the conversation party. Yes, of course, at once. Talk Radio.